Hello everyone, this is Mike Check 95 with a episode of the Mike Check Podcast. And to be your lucky day, everyone, for those who actually missed him these last few months, my guest today is my former cohort, now soon to be cohort again, is Krieger Margin. <laughs> Come back to the channel mm-hmm. after uh, almost six, six months. Six months? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, because I yeah, uh, we'll call it that. So. After you had moved and everything, I pretty much had a whole game plan of like taking the channel forward and just preparing to just one manning it from here on out. Because I didn't know how tied up you were going to be with everything. Yeah, and I intended to uh, to to do this what we're doing now as soon as I moved up here. But even as we're speaking right now, um, my computer is currently on the ground. Um, I have no desk, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not super well equipped at this time. Yeah, um, but you know, it's it's one thing at a time. Um, pretty soon, I'll get that, and then we'll be be fully operational again. Oh yeah, it's probably it's going to be a little bit more difficult too for having us both doing uh, content as well with our limitations on like technology, and also for the fact that we live like two and a half hours away from each other now. <laughs> yeah. So before we were, you know, you always saw us on a couch. You won't see that. You're probably going to get more audio. Oh, yeah. Um, more than anything for now. So I hope you enjoy our voices. And uh, <laughs> maybe from this episode on, we might start putting this onto uh, Spotify for you um, Spotify mm-hmm. users and everything. Because that's been talked about. Yeah. Like it's super easy so you can listen to us at the gym or car ride. <laughs> listen, or like listen to us BS <laughs> about random things. <laughs> it's the best lifting music, bro. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh man, we're, um, we're joining the podcast for the people, crowd. For the people that don't know uh, about history of the channel, do you want to touch on that a little bit? Um, like, what do you mean by history? Like, ever since we kind of revamped it, or the the, the um, yeah, just just like been my involvement in it for like, let's say this is somebody's just now listening to this and they have no idea who I am and like who. What's oh, going on here? Okay, so I have been pretty much been doing YouTube since high school, but I have gone under like three different like uh, YouTube names until I finally stuck with like the name Mike Check, because I converted my old Mike Check name into the Mike Check name I have now, and then it was actually during the time of COVID, and uh, also during a time of crisis for Krieger here that uh, we both kind of met up, and he kind of was like, oh, well, you still doing that YouTube thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, just here and there, whenever I kind of, like, you know, have the the mindset and the willpower to do it, because during COVID, I'm pretty sure a good majority of the world was not in the happiest of mindsets when it comes to things, because I didn't get out much, and I don't know if you did either. (laughs) I didn't didn't leave my house other to go to work for that entire time. I think um, I was starting to go out to the bar at the time, like here and there, when license. That's what me. eventually ended up getting us COVID. Was going out to the bar. Yeah, like about. Yeah. Oh God, that was about eight months in. But um, he lived down the road from me at the time, and I just went over there because he wanted to hang out, and we got started talking about the channel and everything. And he was like, "Well, maybe we can start um, turning this to an actual thing and start making content more often." So we would meet up probably like two or three times a week, kind of just get stuff recorded, and I would just upload a video once a week. And sometimes I would upload a video we, we would like record, sometimes I would just 
throw something together because I got an idea that day. And then that kind of slowly turned to one to two videos a week and everything. And I think that was like November of 2019 is when everything started. Because we kind of like started everything with UFC and whatnot. Because I was going in completely blind and you were going in partially blind because and, you were watching it. And and now I feel like I'm like I know most of the fighters. It's pretty rare, you know. You still get the new up and coming people, but I remember those first couple of cards we looked at. We're like, who the hell are these people? <laughs> um, it's like, who is this? Who is this man? Where is he from? Yeah. So now I I know, I know all of the big names and the small names, even a lot of them. And yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's fun. And like pretty much after that, we decided to live together with other with our other um content helper i guess slash guest slash person who was always in the videos uh jokester and we just started making random content from time to time didn't really have a set schedule um we would just kind of upload videos whenever we could and everything and that pretty much went forward until uh it kind of did slow down when we hit co when we got covid though back in like august of uh of 2020 or august of last year yeah because it was oh man <laughs> you want to tell them your experience I, I, about I covid was, i was okay so first of all we had a float trip that was planned yeah and like it was, two months in advance was, and we all paid we already rented out the cabin and everyone's expecting us to go and we already had another friend that had backed out and it wasn't so we we're like okay come on and then about two days before that i was like man i really don't feel good and, and I, so I called in, and my bosses were just like, hey, you need to go take a COVID test. You have no choice. Can't come back to work until you test negative for COVID. It's like, shit. It's like, okay, guys, listen. Yeah, I might have it. I'll let you know. And I ended up t testing positive for it, and I just started feeling fucking terrible. Like, yeah. even worse and worse and worse. And I was bedridden for, like, three days. I couldn't get it. I remember just trying to. I went to, I was like, maybe, you know what, maybe if I go take a shower or something, I'll feel better. Yeah. Couldn't stand, and like, so I ended up taking a bath. Your <laughs> your bedroom and my bedroom had a, like, uh, bathroom that, like, combined them, and you, I, I never yeah. saw it, but I could just imagine you just trying to sit up out of bed and then just falling onto the floor and just crawling to the bathroom, <laughs> reaching and, up to grab the doorknob and turning it aggressively. <laughs> And I don't know why I thought it was a good idea, because if anyone here has ever taken a hot bath before, you know it's going to get steamy in there, kind of like a sauna. Um, my lungs were already burning from COVID. Like when I was inhaling and exhaling, it felt like it was burning. Um, so trying to get out of the tub was even harder because I couldn't breathe, basically. So was it, was it, <laughs> was it kind of like um, having like cigarette smoke in your lungs or something like that or just something hot? Like kind of like that. You ever smoke? You ever smoke uh, devil's lettuce before? <laughs> I mean, do you know how many podcasts and people admit that to online? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's assume you're smoking a cigarette then. Well, well, um, well. If you're smoking it. Yeah. You ever smoke a cigarette? And you know how you you really inhale and really try and get in your lungs, and then and then you just start coughing in the middle of it, and while you're in the middle of an inhale, it, you, it's still in your lungs and it just burns your lungs really bad. That's what it felt like. On every inhale. Yeah, and then on top of that, you had a you had your dog Bugs just pretty much trying to like lay on top of you, and it probably didn't make anything any better. While I was crawling, I crawled over the tub. I need to get clothes on. 
Because <laughs> if I need some help, I'm not being naked, and I couldn't stand up, so while Bugs was trying to lick my face, um, <laughs> I was trying to slip on my underwear. <laughs> you probably wore the same set of clothes for like five days. Yeah. Well, I remember you made me that uh, tomato soup with the milk in it or something, and I was like, this is great, but I couldn't taste anything, so it was awful. Um, so <laughs> I just left it in there because I didn't have... For a I, week. You already made it for me. So I didn't want to be like, hey, Mike, can you come get my dishes for me? I mean, at that point, like, I mean, you tested positive and we had to stay home. And, like, it was weird because, like, out of, like, all three of us all had COVID. But you had, like, the the whole nine yes, yards when it came to the it. symptoms. And Jokester and I only had, like, like, the sniffles and a kind of small headache. I think I had a little bit of lightheadedness, but that was it. Bro, I... And then when taste started to come back, it came back wrong. That we went to Burger King and Josh got one of those Impossible Burgers. In one second, it smelled like cinnamon, like 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 you like straight up cinnamon. We got a block away, and then it smelled like dog shit. <laughs> and the windows oh, were up; it wasn't like dog shit. So I was like, Josh was like, "You want you want some food?" I was like, "No." No, thank you. So, not going to lie, like, ever since then, like, I mean, like, there's there's those, like, phantom symptoms that people get, like, after they've yeah. long recovered from COVID and everything. I still have, like, a really hard time remembering, like, certain things. Like, say, like, Josh and I are having, like, a normal conversation, and then it's just about random stuff. And then the very next day, like, it'll get brought up, and I will not remember a single thing at all. And I just don't know why. Like, my memory has gotten worse since then. Yeah, yeah. Like, you wanted to do, uh... Whatchamacallit. Yeah, and I don't know. Chocolate still kind of tastes a little weird to me, because chocolate tasted like, tasted like dog shit. I've yeah. never had dog dog shit, but I'm assuming <laughs> that's what it'd be like. Uh... <laughs> when, when we talk about, like, the, the uh, sense of smell thing, like, there are, like... You, you can ask my my girlfriend about it. Um, I'll just be, like, sitting on the couch or, like, driving mm -hmm. and then or just sitting at the desk. And then I'll just get, like, a random whiff of, like, particularly a food smell. Like, I think the other day, I think yeah. I smelled, like, cotton candy or something for, like, a split second. And then it was gone. Yeah. Um, remedies that I used... Um... I took, uh, and this actually helped a lot. It made it where I could kind of taste a cracker and saltiness, and I was like, thank fucking God, I can take the taste salt. <laughs> um, was citrus. I took orange peels and, 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 and orange shit, and I just, uh, you know, it didn't taste like anything, but you could almost taste it, and I just did that continually and, until I was able to do that. Just really Man. anything, like, really high in acidity helps help that stuff come back talking to, like the whole orange thing is reminding me of the story you told me when you were in the hospital when you were younger and you just couldn't like figure out how to like op like peel open an orange or whatever and like you talked yeah. about it and like raged about it for like a couple of years after that yeah yeah for the longest time i was afraid to eat oranges even in growing up in school because i was like i don't know how to eat this thing <laughs> but, and, um so yeah, yeah. After that, when when the whole COVID thing hit for all of us, like it was like like the worst timing ever because um, he tested positive like the day before we were supposed to go on this float trip. So I had to call yeah. our friend and tell him, hey, like I know the other guy backed out last minute yesterday, but the three of us are going to have to back out now. And it's 
I, I know we gave you the money. And we already and paid. Yeah, and it was so. just like we don't we don't want to risk getting everyone their COVID. And like he was upset, but he wasn't like mad at us about the whole thing. It was just mad about the mm-hmm. situation, just because that's like half of the people that were going to go couldn't go. Yeah, and without us going, where's the party? But yeah, say like after that, we uh, we kind of like pulled through and then kept content going and then just like the whole upload schedule was just completely i'll be honest it the the upload schedule was kerfuckled as hell because number one october horror fest that last year was done two months late because uh, for unknown reasons and then when you started doing your impulse wrestling league uh which is never going to come back. In a day. Yes, it was like it's just ten videos a day, and I'm just like, dude, that's going to hurt the algorithm of the channel so much. And he just kept doing it. Hey, our numbers fucking exploded though. For like a good two months, and then yeah, and then I stopped. Uh, yeah, because girlfriend happened. <laughs> but um, after that, uh, he decided to move to Wichita. I stayed in uh pittsburgh and everything and that's when i had decided to do the monday wednesday friday schedule that way it was um not but not as much content was getting out and it was coming out at a slower pace but it helped me balance my schedule a lot better and i was able to balance that and work out so like a lot easier like right now um i know next week i have a week where i have to be in joplin and I have to work pretty much all week, but I ha- already have three videos scheduled out for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I have a video scheduled out for the Monday after that. So I have four videos planned out yeah. ahead of time. Yeah, so going forward, there'll be two of us. We'll be able to lighten the load. It might adjust things a little bit, but at least in the immediate future, nothing will change um, just until I can get my, my setup completed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really want to edit Um uh, on the floor for you know hours at a time. Oh, no, just just get comfortable with the with the floor bugs and the carpet or hardwood, yeah. whatever whatever yeah. you have. It's it's car it's all carpet. It's a nice it's a nice place. It's not that like uh, that flat carpet. No, uh, <laughs> my uh, my my couch is currently in an air mattress though, so I've got to get a couch. Before I get a, yeah, because you either sold so, us all your furniture to us, which all of that furniture went went to hell because it got left out in the front porch for two months or you just yeah dropped it off at an empty house in in your own town yes um because the ex uh inhabitant did not feel like that was a necessary thing to have or it didn't match so yeah of course Um, i finally got all my posters hung up in here because apparently the things that i got for my grandma did not match so Mm -hmm. i had to hide them in the bed so, um, okay, so going forward, uh, just one thing I wanted to touch on. Okay, so the changes we're going to be making um, with game, uh, which is the way we do games. Yeah. So the way it looks is before we, we would record our gameplays, sit down on the couch, co-op um, with our, with our uh, recorder. I have the recorder. Mike can still record through his PlayStation. So, so uh more than likely, we're going to see a little bit of a change in that. Um, the, the good thing about being on two different consoles is we can do more multiplayer and co-op stuff. Um, 
one thing that you guys saw us do was the man of Medan and things like that. We, we, we had to do the couch co-op version of that, which isn't as good as if you're doing it online because it's in real time. Mm -hmm. um, so you're probably, once we get all set up, we probably need to see, see more of that kind of stuff. Might, um, might see a couple more live streams for the games too. Yeah, yeah, more live streaming. Um, I, I'll discuss this more in private with Mike, but more I'd like to do more like regular live streaming, just playing games, hanging out, trying to get a uh, community together. You know, we'll be active on Discord. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be on the general chat. We can all hang out and actually do some things. So mm. um, that's kind of what I'm looking at on the games. What do you, what's your thoughts on going forward? Um, when it comes to the games and everything, like, uh, I still have, like, a ton of, like, recorded footage that never got released from back at the old house. So mm -hmm. I'll know that I'll have to get that um, uploaded over time. Because I thought I had lost all of that game footage when when everyone left. And I was kind of mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that kind of sucks because there was quite a bit there. But um, I was able to pretty much find everything we had recorded except for the Dead Space footage. <laughs> Because we had all of that Dead Space footage recorded and all done and everything, but I could not find it anywhere. I don't know what happened to the Dead Space footage, which kind of upsets me because we finished that game completely and reviewed it, but there's only three yeah, episodes on the channel. Our, was that our first 100% game that we went through? Um, well, no, because we had Man of Medan and all that other stuff, but we, a big game. Uh, the first the first one that was the three of us was Little Hope. Dead Space was the second one where it was the, the three of us. Gotcha. And then we kind of um, just yeah. branched off into like four different games after that. Yeah. So we'll come out. We'll co come out with some lists and stuff for things that we're going to do on each of these, and we'll kind of get it back on get it back on track. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking um, of the games and everything, and when I was mentioning yeah. Impulse earlier, um, so I know that for the YouTube viewers of the old Mike Check 95 and the current Mike Check Productions and the Red Dust Wrestling Channel have heard or seen the footage from the uh, uh, the RDW Simulation League and I have been trying to put the Simulation League on this channel for about two years and I just haven't got to that yet. So... Coming very soon, depending on when this gets uploaded and everything, it could be before, it could be after, uh, I, w there will be a announcement video of the RDW Simulation League draft, and there will be draft videos for both Octane and Unsainted, that name's still kind of on the, the, um, editing board, but as of right now, the second show is called Unsainted, <laughs> but... Um, there's going to be two draft videos and then when those get dropped and after I get all of the, uh, still images m made for the custom fight cards, I will be hopefully recording and uploading, uh, matches and getting them on the channel three weeks from the draft. So we'll have to see how that goes from there. Okay. So, uh, movies, the way that we're going to, I kind of touched on this earlier since we're not going to have, we might have a couple like, Oh, look, we're in. We're close by. Let's do a reunion, you know. Uh, well, that's one. Let's see. That's still going to happen from time to time because, like, since my job, that my job, the job I have travel. now, I travel quite a bit and everything. And 
Um, my area doesn't. You don't travel to Wichita too much, do you? I mean, my my area doesn't really cover the Wichita area. It's my girlfriend's side that might cover it and whatever. So if by chance we do have to do Wichita Wichita trip or something like that, that's might when it might happen depending on how it goes. But other than that, um, it could be just like a hey vacation Wichita blah blah blah. Oh, look, yeah. the new Star Wars Episode 59, Disney Destroys Everything movie's coming out. <laughs> so, in our most of our format, is, uh, it, it'll be, we'll record, just like how we're recording this, probably do voiceovers, um, and, 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 you know, playing stuff in the background, so we'll still be able to put out movie reviews. I don't know if we'll be able to put out as much, because we're going to have to, we'll probably end up watching them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then, and, um, you know, uh, be able to do it like that. So not a whole lot will be changing on that. Um, we'll just kind of, I don't know. Uh, we had a whole segment of stuff before that we had, and we'll have to discuss um, upcoming projects, what we have going on. I was going to say, like, um, when, you know, it, when, when it... we left, we had a whole, like, we had, like, six different things we had planned and uh i'm not sure where we're at right now so like when it i had i had a thought when it comes to the movies because my my i just finished editing a movie review that i had wrote notes on like almost a month ago and recorded it three weeks ago but um i was thinking like you know um like i could like we i feel like the two of us could do like quote-unquote individual reviews like you can probably jump on here and do it on the uh the podcast or whatever kind of review movies that you watched and i didn't see and i can either Mm -hmm. do that here or do it as separate videos and then we can do the joint ones from time to time because that way because i that way it's kind of like oh look we'll get his side on this movie randomly and then i'll get my side on this random movie here and then oh we watched this movie happen to both see this movie probably not on the same day but we both seen it here we go. <clears throat> Terrifier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are pushing that film. I'm telling you right now, we are not watching that film five times in a row. No, just one. Just the one time. Just the one Maybe time. Seven. Because we watched the first one one too many times. Uh, anyways, um, live streams are going to be... So my thought process on live streams, we'll find out a technical way how to do it, but probably have a Discord open voice chat mm-hmm. um where we can all hang out if we're able to live stream that audio yeah we'll, we'll probably do that like that it's gonna be a a more of us hanging out talking recording that our live audio reactions to what's going on yeah and that might be something that might get put on the back burner on certain projects yeah but like the movies and everything that can still happen but say like we're streaming a ufc event or something that could that would have to be like a technical issue we'd have to figure out or for streaming like a wwe event that with how my wwe setup is in the living room that is like all probably like a good like 10 feet away from my computer setup so that would probably take a, a while to get that fixed no, I would te- say two months no, tops te- on my end. On the technical aspect on that, what you could do is you could have Discord on your phone, mm-hmm. like run the recorder, having Discord open, recording that, and then and then have you on your phone. That way it would pick up both. Yeah, it would. But, I would have to figure um, something else out. Yeah, I mean, I could probably. But anyways, do it. Uh, it, it I don't know. We'll, we'll have to figure that out off 
off stream. Like we right probably now. won't live stream every weekend like we do, like we would before on UFCs and everything. It's it, you know, it's just the distance, and then um, I only get one weekend off a month, so um, I'm missing three out of the four UFC things that are every weekend. And um, that's where it's different for you and me. My weekends are whatever the hell I choose. I didn't have to work at all this week. <laughs> I have more that I was going to talk about on YouTube. Yeah. So prior to helping out with Mike Check Productions before that, I had actually um, started started back when I was like 12. Uh, I would play the old WWE games. Uh, it's like 2000, SBR 2009. Um, and I had started it. Uh, online wrestling league. Well, I actually took one over that um, was called K2S, which was Kill to Survive. Um, and then I changed the name because I took it over. Started out as like a general manager on there. Um, and it's an online simulation league, so it's it's different than than it's not fixed or anything. It's all live action online between people. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to be fair because if you ever played back then online, it was extremely cheap. Um, oh, so God. as 12, 13 year old me would say, uh, I, I made a, I renamed the company, uh, clean wrestling federation, which to me was the, I felt like that was the greatest idea in the world. If later <laughs> doesn't seem like that as much. I mean, it, um, it could be worse. Cause like, uh, whenever, um, me and, uh, Taylor were talking about the Creek battle discussions for the RDW highlights, um, he had forgot a memory that I reminded him about. It was uh, after we had done the creek battles and everything with, with like the four of us and then it was him and, uh, and Ricky. Uh, about like a year later, we started to try to map out our own show with actual friends and people and everything. And we were calling it MT, uh, MTBW or MTUW which was like the Mike and Taylor backyard wrestling or Mike and Taylor underground wrestling. <laughs> and to me, that's just like, I feel like uh, CWF was a little, that that versus MTBW is just like, okay, that sounds a little bit better than what we came up with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I said, I started doing YouTube there. I wasn't the actual, I, I made my own website, which was cool. I'd edit while I'm in class and everything instead of actually doing classwork. Um, and then I had a guy who would record, um, and he'd do all the editing and everything. And, and it was pretty successful. I think at one time there was a video that we got up to 100K on our views, which is more than any other video I've ever done. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, so I did that. We eventually became Krieger Wrestling. Um you know, just to, or Krieger Gaming, because I wanted to expand outside of that to, so I, so I would expand to UFC, Call of Duty. I had a Battlefield. I had all kinds of divisions. I was really outstretched at that point. Eventually, I kind of got burnt out, so I stopped doing it. Kept doing it again, and that's when we changed the name to the final name, which was Impulse Wrestling, because we would, I would just do it impulsively was the joke yeah um i would just stop doing it at times and keep doing it again and it was it was just an ongoing joke so i stick i kept with impulse wrestling yeah um, and this and last kinda... this last time that you impulse decided to do this and then and randomly impulsively quit you have now had hundreds of people begging you to come back yeah and that's 
that's the thing. Is I just don't have the. If I made millions of dollars, that that would insinuate me to do that. But I I can't do that for free. It feels too much like a job. So um, I don't think I'll be doing it again. As much fun as it is, it's just the people. You know, sim league. I could do a sim league. I could commentate and help produce and do all that. But I just don't have the energy for people. Which I know that there's some. Uh former impulse uh wrestlers in the discord chat uh in the discord channel which mm. i want to say that personally on on my side since i kind of helped out with this last renderation of impulse wrestling uh i say that there's no hard feelings when it comes to that because like i can understand the amount of stress you have to put into trying to like pretty much manage all these Run people things. getting them there on certain times certain time zones and everything and yada yada so for me it's like you know, I mean, it's no hard feelings. It's just, it's really tough on us just to get everyone there at the same time. And the community is so small when it comes to the wrestling stuff. It's just, there's no money there, really. Um, there's no major YouTube channels doing that. Otherwise, they would, you know, it'd be done already. I mean, there's so, there's um, a couple, but, like, they're not, like, hundreds of people in it. There's only, there's only, like, six people, like, manning, like, five or six wrestlers and all of it's storylined. But I'm glad I went out. I th the very end of it, we had a huge tournament. Um, it was that was dedicated to Scott Hall, and there's this one guy that was in it that that everyone was talking that there's no way that I could beat him. Uh, no way, he's unbeatable. And then and then we go up to the finals, and I, I and I beat him. I shut him out. He doesn't beat me once. And I win the world title. I that thought I thought so, you and him were like one and one. Okay, I don't count that. He so, uh, beat me the first. <laughs> like, like he got you the first time. You got him the second time. Then the third time you two met, you you beat him. So it was like a tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the last one was like a destruction. They're all recorded. I got them on my computer unless I deleted them. But um, I think I uploaded them actually. They might be there. I think they're all on there. But I think that last one I beat him in like less than five minutes. Um, but uh, yeah. So that was a really big moment because everyone was like, "There's no way you're doing that." I did it. You know? I'm okay with that being my last match. Mm. So, I think my last match right. was against Sonic, and I still feel like I be I could have beaten him. Yeah, <laughs> but we don't talk um, about that. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, that's that's my YouTube experience. Um, <clears throat> for that. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I've been doing it since high school, and I've just done a bunch of like bullshit videos up to um to uh, the end of 2019 pretty much besides october horror fest that's been going since 2014 when it comes to uh more so on you because you basically talked about your youtube stuff and all the gaming and everything um i guess what else history wise you've done like sports or military um, I know well, that you have you have some military experience, and I know that you have quite a bit of sports. Yeah, so growing up, um, I started wrestling when I was like six, um, only because my older brother said he was going to start wrestling. Um, and six is a super young age, um, and I really wasn't good <laughs> at it. I just wanted to keep doing it. Um, and then about, I think, three or four years in, my brother decided he didn't want to do it because he kept getting kicked out of the matches and everything. Like, he would literally just suplex somebody into a wall while he's trying to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, you threw you through how like, many walls growing up? 
Uh, way too many. Beat me <laughs> off. Anyway, um, he, and then he, after he was done with wrestling, he tried to go to basketball, which was not a good idea. Oh, God. And I remember going to I, – I went to one of his basketball games, and he literally suplexed somebody into while playing basketball. Like, okay, like, I get if it's, like, street ball with no rules, but what the hell? No. Um, the only thing he ever did good in was football, and they put him on the defense, and they just said, go hit somebody who has a ball. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> that's different. That's different, because, like, you're supposed to stop them from touchdowning and everything. Like, there's certain rules when it comes to amateur wrestling and whatnot versus, I mean... Yeah, you can't... Amateur wrestling, you're not supposed to throw anybody over your... You're not supposed to put anybody off their... You can't throw them over your hips. So if you're taking somebody down, you can do a trip or something like that. But an actual, like, a German suplex will get you disqualified. Um, I, I I got spinebustered one time in a match. Good like God. a legit, like, Batista spinebuster knocked the wind out of me. And it wasn't a disqualification. The guy just took a point away from him. I was like, dude, I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, but we just got to keep going. Because a standard wrestling match is three five-minute rounds. And those are the longest 15 minutes of your life. I think I've only been, like, spine-bustered once, and that was, like, during a practice session whenever RDW was live action, and that was when uh, yeah. Swiggs was coming back for the one match, and he pretty much picked me up and then just went dead weight, shoulders straight into my, in my gut. That was the same day, uh, I think, like, he almost, like, broke your neck or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, I heard my neck snap like eight times, and the, the the last time, I literally he fell on top of me, and my my face was in the middle of his chest as we were coming down, and I just heard my neck snap several yeah. times, and I was just like, it was like those cartoons where you just get flattened and you're like a pancake. That's what it felt. Like. <laughs> the only other time that I've had the wind knocked out of me is uh, we had a foreign exchange student from Pakistan, and while we were in the locker room beforehand. He was talking about, uh, we were making jokes like, hi, oh, you probably got trained at like a terrorist camp or something. He was like, uh, yeah, like actually. Oh, like, God. Fuck. And it was his first wrestling practice, and I was the most experienced person. So we're like, okay, we're going to have you go against him first. And everybody was watching. And I ran up to him, and he did a freaking arm drag over me, knocked me on my back, and knocked the wind out of me. And he was like, nice try, buddy. Oh, <laughs> man. I was like, shit, this guy's good. <laughs> I'd never been. I'd never been arm dragged before, and um, it's not – you don't feel it happen until it's already there, and it not, that's why it knocks the wind out of you because all I know is I was charging at him. I don't know why the hell I decided I would charge them, and, and he used my own momentum, and it's like one second I'm standing, the next second I'm on the ground and I can't breathe. That's like me trying to charge <laughs> at uh, somebody twice my weight, which I feel like I still never learned my lesson from that. <laughs> It's the, only way, it's the only way to do it, bro. It's the only way to do it. Um, to kind of um, touch more base on the wrestling stuff, um, I kind of wanted to uh, yeah. do a quick run over of RDW uh, since I recently announced that uh, the live-action RDW is pretty much donezo, completely done, because yeah. it's just with the current so, times nowadays. Um, I mainly, My first question was, like, whenever, like, it first, like, started um, – because mm -hmm. I I asked a couple of the other guys and everything, um, when when did you kind of start noticing that uh, it that um it could it could have been something? Because I knew probably about the time when uh, Fatty Ogre won the title from uh, Regulator, 
that was when I kind of started noticing, hey, this actually could be something. Um, I don't know um, if you had ever had that thought at all. So for me, um, and I was, I felt like I was one of the big proponent proponents of trying to do it mm-hmm. because uh, I I miss doing wrestling. Um, I I love it, and I wish I could still do it. Um, but, uh, I just couldn't. So, um, anyway, so I pushed for that. And once we started at, at first, it was, it, it, you know, it was, uh, the, the original people from the Creek that was mainly doing it. Um, and it was, yeah. it was something small. And then we started just getting like people from, you know, people from that are friends of friends ha- turning into more party, like it would be parties, but we wrestle mm-hmm. and party, you know, and, and, the and good it days. like an actual audience. Um, so, uh, I felt like, I felt like the up was that once we had Tanner and everybody else all over, I felt like that was really good. There's lots of competition. We started doing some promos, um, like for me versus Tanner, mm-hmm. we had a good build up for that. Me and Austin's match. I felt like that was really good for the one that um, almost broke felt, my table. Yeah. That one, that led biggest, I think that's the best highlight in the history of the elite. But um, <laughs> there's a couple of good highlights, but that's one of them. Um, I felt like the downfall, and I don't know who's going to listen to this, but they might not like this. I mean, I think when we started having guests, the guest announcers, um, it got, it, I felt like they didn't care about it. And I know we've released a video before. We kind of felt disrespected. I felt like I felt disrespected by the way that they were doing it, and and it became more of a party than wrestling. Yeah, people were more coming just to get drunk or, you know, do whatever, do stupid shit. Um, and they didn't. Re- Let's just make a joke of this serious thing we're trying to do. And like, um, and lot, I felt like a lot of it that, had to come from like uh, a lot of it had to come from like an experience from like knowing like certain wrestling terms and whatnot and everything and i would say like if uh taylor wasn't super distracted by a bunch of bs um he actually did a pretty decent job whenever he was on there and i would say um uh oh shoot he's changed his name so many times um spaguli dude um he um actually uh did a really 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 good job when it came to yeah. the commentating, like he had no knowledge when it came to moves and stuff, but he was really good at like pretty much telling a story without knowing what the hell he was doing. <laughs> and then like, and then, you know, over time life happens, people move. Um, a lot of our roster went down from that because liabilities, we had a couple of injuries. Um, and then this last time that we did it, we, we got matches done. But then after we got matches done, we were all like, wow, we're 25. And we're fucking sore for like a week and a half after three matches. Yeah, We should probably not do this anymore. We were really trying to get it going again because we were actually playing another second meetup and everything. And it even got to the point to where Lyson said that he was like inches away from actually doing a tryout. But it's just with how, like just it was mainly just scheduling. Like that was the that was the big the biggest downfall of RDW from the start was the scheduling, like getting everyone there all the time because yeah. like, I like and you can kind of understand why I don't like doing the online wrestling thing. It's to another level. What you're doing is people actually have to be there and show up. Um, it's really hard to put something like that together. And if you're doing that, it feels like a job and you really need to be making money on that to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't know if, like, you probably know this and a couple other uh, guys in the league do, but I don't know if any viewers know this, but my uh, um, thought process was if I was able to get enough people in the league, I was going to, like, slowly step away from the actual wrestling and focus more on, like, a management and the commentary team because that's where yeah. I knew that the weakness was. And I figured that if we had a good amount of people that we could trust and actually show up, I would focus more on the weak spot and then go from there because, like, it it's so easy to commentate a match for somebody like me or you that knows all, all the wrestling terms and whatnot versus, like, yeah. knowing all this stuff and having to go out there and do it. And the, the other thing when it came to, like, the scheduling is, like, there were people that would know a month in advance and... Um, they, some, some people would actually have a legit reason why they couldn't make it like, oh, well just paychecks. Well, well, some, uh, like, for example, like there were a couple of times where fatty Ogre couldn't make it because paychecks didn't line mm -hmm. up or he didn't have enough money to make the drive down, which I understand that, but some people would forget or, uh, would, uh, show up and then just not do it. So that would force me into a position of having to double book myself. See when people did that. I felt like that was disrespectful because mm -hmm. they're just showing up. That's that's a part of it. The, they're not there to wrestle. They're there for the party because there is people there that they wanted to hang out with. That's so, the only reason they went. I was going to say, didn't like, care about what we were actually doing. How many times did you see like uh, situations where like Taylor would do like two or three matches a night, and then I or I would do two or three matches? Like that happened so many times. Like. Yeah, like it was it was mainly like the the four people that I could trust to be there every single day were pretty much uh, me, uh, Latino Magic, Taylor and Cosmos, because, well, number one, me, Cosmos and Latino lived in the same house. Oh, you couldn't count on me. Well, you lived like two hours away <laughs> and just didn't talk to us oh. for a period of time. <laughs> Yeah, we know why that was. Yeah, uh, that was that was a very long, long story that. Water that was post army. Yeah. Speaking of which, I was in the army for a little bit. Mm. Um, traumatic things happened, and I'm no longer in the army. Um, awkward amount of time that I was in the army, so I don't consider myself a veteran because I I went there to train. Middle of training, I had something happen. I had to go. Um, so I feel like you have to be in at least a year and actually at least deploy somewhere to yeah. consider yourself that. It's a very awkward middle line. Um, because I left. I went there. I changed, you know, I changed everything in my life and dropped everything. Quit my job, moved out, affected relationships, um, and flew across the country, and uh, you know, stayed up for days at a time and and busted butt. But um, you know, things happen. Yeah, it, so it just didn't work out. But I know when you came back here and there, when you did the the army stuff, um. There was definitely an intimidation factor. I think it was just because the amount of um, stress that the the military put you through. Because I will say that when it came to the wrestling, you were more focused, you were more aggressive. But like, also when it came to normal conversations, like mm. you're so you have like this alpha male complex, and like you had it beforehand. But when you came back, it like multiplied by five so <laughs> yeah i definitely adopted the knife hand when I was he still does oh it to this God, day why would you point 
why would you point at somebody when you can fucking do a knife hand? <laughs> yeah, um, I had to adjust. I can't even imagine for the people that are in the military for a long time, because after being in there for a couple months, I was like, the way you talk to people, I can't talk to people like the way I would, whatever. I can't be like, hey, guy, listen here, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, I can't just walk up to somebody in the Walmart saying that, but God damn it, you can do that every day there. So this, this kind of... Um, Okay, this kind of segues pretty well to the next segment if you didn't have anything else to add. Sorry if I interrupt. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so this kind of segues into the next one. Um, so, like, before and after the military and you're with um, also tagging with, like, your experience living with me because you've lived with me pretty much three different times. Um, I know that the first time that you lived with me, not counting the, the college prep program, counting just the housing situation... Um, I know that there was a lot of stress and tension in the air when it came to um, bringing order to the household and everything because, number one, the four slash five slash six of us in that house were, like, living on our own for the first time, and we were learning how to do this and everything. I only yeah, knew, like... It's crazy to think that we were able to do that. For how long we lived there, I'm surprised nobody actually attempted murder on each other <laughs> yeah like there were so yeah. many times um, i thought you and taylor were gonna like do like do something harmful to like cosmos or sonic at the time <laughs> oh my goodness and vice versa no i think i think everyone that lived in that house um will remember that experience that um, that house will be remembered for plentiful of reasons some that we can get into yeah. some that we will choose not to get into but that, yeah. there's one thing i did learn from that and it's that like i've known taylor since the fourth grade and i've actually started being friends with him since the seventh grade him and i are still really close friends and everything like best friends and whatnot but i feel like that him and I probably cannot live in the same household ever again for a very long period of time because I feel like the same thing would happen with him and me. Yeah, <laughs> and and that, see, that place it actually affected my friendship with him with what happened after I got out of the military. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it kind of, I, I was, I felt like I was pretty good friends with him beforehand. I'm still friends with Taylor. It's just... There's that strain, you know. I mean, you that also, strain you get on there. You also gotta kind of take into consideration that we were we were a lot younger back then and yeah, making a lot of dumb decisions and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I think yeah. everyone makes mistakes and everyone does things because that's the thing is is after what happened happened, um, we uh, uh, we reconciled after another traumatic thing that happened. Yeah, that and we're like, this is stu stupid. Yeah. Why, why, why did we do this to our friendship? You know, because mm. you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, because it was like really like interesting, unfortunate yet fortunate, but bad and good timing with all of that happening because there was the drama between you and all of us, and then there was the debacle between me and Taylor, which divided the whole household. And then pretty much him and I reconciled the week before the traumatic event happened. And then that's when you came back in and reconciled with all of us because you had and something I, similar happen to you like a little, a little earlier in the year, like earlier in the year. 
And I won't forget the reconciling of whatever happened because I didn't know if we were going to be cool or not, if I was I was uh, going to the funeral and all that. Um, so I, I went to go to the old house. You know, the whole everything is going on. It's super sad. Super. I remember telling my boss as soon as I found out. And I it hadn't hit me yet. So I wasn't emotional or anything. Um, and she was like, wow, that really sucks, dude. That's awful. You need to go home. I was like, no, I'm good. Um, anyway, so I went there and I knocked on the door of the old house. Lots of memories. And then and then I'm just like, oh, shit, I don't know how it's going to be. And Taylor opened the door. The person that I had stopped talking to everybody because of that. And, and just the look in his eyes that he gave me, he's like, just, it's okay. Um, and, and we kind of, I, I forgave him at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, we all hugged or whatever. That That's just where I was just like, okay, all right, I need to stop. You know, it was fucked up what happened before, but you know, you know, it's not worth losing friends over something like that. Yeah, and so. I'm pretty sure some of the viewers know what exactly we're talking about and whatnot. It's just yeah, some, it, sometimes and it's I a little think rough. To talk even about. if they don't, yeah, I think I think everybody's had something like that happen in their life. They can use context to understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep out, watch out for your friends, and and don't. And just don't take people for granted. Yeah. So moving forward to the, I guess, second experience living with me, how did that transition from the big house to the apartment? Um, Third stories suck. (laughs) (laughs) On rainy days when trying to move couches? Um, Yeah, I I had a lot of fun. I really liked that, actually. Um, And that whole working i went to go work at home depot uh you know that experience from because i I lived after i got out of the army and things happened i went to wichita um and i hated it there because i was all alone um because it was post army depression yeah and i just like i was adjusting to you know civilian life again and then um i don't know i just i just secluded from everything that happened and kind of blamed myself so i just i was just depressed um so it was good to go back down here a lot of our friends were down here we could see people again socialize you know um less less alone i'm at a different point now where i'm in wichita and i'm happy you know like i i I don't feel depressed doing this but yeah and like i anyways i was gonna say like i think you were just kind of going to accustom and get used to that lifestyle until that one random text message that happened at the end of January. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, nope, I am done with this job. I am done with this town. There's literally nothing left for me here, like, moving forward life-wise. Who can I pick to live with to get myself out of this town? And I was like, okay, I'll message Krieger. And then at, like, 8 o'clock at night, I'm just like, hey, yo, what, 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 do you, you still living in Wichita? (laughs) And then it just kind of went yeah. from there. And I couldn't, you know, at that time, I couldn't get a full-time job. I don't know how, why I couldn't, because I'm doing fine now. But, like, it was just money. Money was hell there, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, yeah, so we moved there. Third-story apartment, edge of town, so I had to drive all the way through town. Um, but, no, I really, really, really enjoyed that time. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, we met some new friends, you know, $20, $20, um, oh all, all kinds of, 
all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so, um, uh, we really expanded on, on, uh, I remember horror fest, probably one of the best viewings of all time. We watched thanks killing, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, you all, almost had all a, kinds of stuff there. You almost had a mirror bashed on your head that day. <laughs> and it wasn't me yes. doing it. Yes. And then we moved to forest after that. Yeah. Um, I, for some I reason, started... I forgot that we moved there before we split our separate ways again after that. I totally forgot about that segment in my life. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I was, was dating a lady and she moved in with us. Um, um, kind of the same situation Michael... as the, uh, the house, uh, back in our, uh, my hometown where we had like six, seven people in the house, yeah. but everyone kind of just slowly was... started piling in. And it was Michael, um, Austin, mm-hmm. and then the Virgin Twin couple there. Oh um, my God! You're never gonna drop that, are you? <laughs> no. Um, if you guys want a story about that, we can do that another time. But anyways, um, or I'm sure there's old videos that mention that thing. I think here and there, but the actual story never actually got recorded. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and then, uh, and then Elijah, Jordan, another couple. Um, that was good for the majority of it until a little bit towards the end. We were kind of bickering back and forth as roommates. That's what happens when you get guys together. It was mainly the two couples going back and forth, and then me and Austin kind of just going, what the hell's going on? The only (laughs) thing you and Austin are fighting with was the mold in your room. (laughs) That was about it. Good God, yeah, Um, that was I got my first dog as an adult. Oh, yeah. It was a good experience. Bugs. Good old, um, good old Bugsy Bugs. He's getting fat. <laughs> he's he's like, bro. He's like thirty. He's like thirty five pounds now. Oh my goodness! I just sent you a picture. Take a look at it, and you can put it on the screen for whatever we do podcast. If, All right. If you need to, this uh, might be on the actual um YouTube video and everything. But uh, let me know whenever you get it up. Jesus. So my parents just bought uh, Bugs is in the front, Oscar's in the back. They just got two pet beds. By the way, those are fourteen dollars at Home Depot. Um, and I'm, they say he's outside every single day, running out everywhere. And I don't know, being a good guard dog, and I don't know what the hell is going on. But he, I don't know how how big would he was twenty twenty five pounds when I had him before. Um, Mike, how, how big would you say he looks now? <laughs> uh, he's definitely 10 pounds more, oh. if not 15 pounds more. <laughs> yeah, like, what is going on? His rolls are... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's like twice the size of Oscar in the background. So, anyways. So, uh, yeah, so Bugs, I couldn't bring him up here, mainly because um, I live in an apartment in a big city. And my parents have a fenced-in backyard that's an acre with a doggy door. He can go in and out whenever he wants. Um, he doesn't have to wait for me to let him out because one issue we had is you poop inside because, you know, you work eight hours. He has to go to the bathroom within those eight hours. So yeah. unless I'm going home in the middle of the day, it just really didn't work. Um, the doggy door, he gets his freedom to go in and out. And honestly, um, if you look at the other dog on there, um, my parents had two dogs, Oscar and Charlie, mm-hmm. and Charlie passed away. Um, so Oscar was really sad, and so was my stepdad. Um, so I, fe- 
and my stepdad really likes bugs now. So I really think that that kind of helped not really replace, but fill that hole yeah. in like my parents kind of life. So they are happier being able to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I would have took him up with me by now. So, yeah. Uh, that I love that situation. Definitely worked out in, in the end for sure. Um, so after the, the forest, um, experience uh that's when we split uh again i think you and your girlfriend at the time went to live on your own your guys's own only because we were bickering so much with the other couple um we actually we had the garage remember on forest street we had the garage house thing that we moved out there and then we moved out of the house four months before the lease was up and paid double rent for four months that's how much we wanted to be away yeah um for the most of that relationship we uh, um remaining but i'd say probably because covid hit and then you know when you're in a relationship and you're focused on that one person you don't really you, I tend to neglect your friends a little bit and i felt like i definitely did i didn't talk to you for a long time uh, and, when and you lived a block away from me street. yeah i could see your house from my front yard and I, was <laughs> like, oh, I can't believe never hung out um so that relationship ended, and I still had half a year left on that. So I was like, hey, Mike, we're hanging out again. Yeah, because that was when the channel started. That was when we let the fire underneath the ass of the channel, pretty much. Yes. And also yep, co- coincided with you moving in with me again. <laughs> yes. Like the fourth time. I, I, I'm almost um, half, I'm almost thinking like, okay... Here's what's going to happen. My brain is like, okay, so there's always a house in between almost every time I'm living with him. I'm probably going to move somewhere else with somebody, and then something's going to happen. I'm going to live with him again. Like, at this point, it's like a weird pattern that's been happening pretty much since 2015. Well, plenty of jobs in Wichita, buddy. Gosh. Um, No, that's been the one thing, though, is like you're – it's a big they're big cities mm-hmm. and uh, i know you grew up in Coffeyville. well i grew up in a smaller town than you so i don't know where i'm coming from this but like big cities can be intimidating oh yeah uh, you oh, ever yeah. drive through uh, for our local people you ever drive through uh kansas city before you're like white knuckling it between semis all the way in uh-uh no thank you i'm about to put um, tulsa in the same category nowadays because i went to tulsa a few weeks ago for a work trip and it was as yeah. bad now for me work my work is five minutes away. Um, I literally get onto Kellogg, take two exits down, and I'm at work. So um, I don't really get a big city, a big city feel. Look, I'm in a big city, but it's not. I'm like I'm used to it six months in, I mean, um, not, and I'm really happy. Yeah, that, that's another thing. Um, I, well, we'll we'll get to that when we get to the third experience living with me again when we moved in with we moved uh uh, joker in with us so mr joshua coinciding the experience the first time and the second slash third time the experience the 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 fourth time how did that go like overall oh i loved it um we uh uh did a lot with the channel, experimented with a bunch of stuff, kind of um, continued to vamp things up and can and and really edit hard on things and advance the channel. Um, growth as a person. I did my first at home job, which was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do an at home job that's um, fun. 
but that's just uh, that kind of job was not fun. Um, <laughs> that, that's another discussion for another time. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Were, were either of us in a huge relationships during the course of staying there? Um, you weren't because you just the reason why you left. Oh, that the was fuckboy boy phase. Yeah, you you left the house for me. the relationship. I had yeah. started one right before I left. Yeah. So, um, but for the most part, for the majority of it, you know, nothing serious between, I think a lot of the other houses, I think most of the time it's relationships is why we, hey, listen. It was just a bunch of roommate drama here and there. Yeah, roommate drama. But, um, but anyways, so yeah, that's my, uh, you know, that's kind of my, uh, where I'm at there, you know, and then, and then that's, that's where we're at today. Yeah. So um, you guys, uh, so from that point on, you'd moved to Wichita and then got, or moved back to Wichita, which I kind of find that funny because it's kind of like a full circle. We got you out yeah. of Wichita to go to Pittsburgh and then you left Pittsburgh to go back to Wichita, which is like, Oh, okay. He's back full circle again. And, and it's funny. Because I'm working at the same place that I was at before, and and I got the opportunity that they wouldn't give me before, and I'm excelling at it tremendously, and it's a perfect job for what I want, perfect hours. Um, I love what I do, so um, it does feel really full circle. After moving across the state for a relationship and the relationship failing, that disappointment, I figured that was going to be really bad, but I, I did a thing, and, and this is a little bit on a personal note, but... but um, at post breakup, I did this with a, with one other relationship and it worked really well. Um, cause, um, if any guy here has ever broke, you know, had their heart broken, a lot of times what happens is you suppress it, you drink, you, you just don't worry about it. Um, I just let it in for like one night, you know, just had a really, really, really bad night. Just let it all in, process it all. And then just buried it all from there. Like I, I'm, I accepted it. It's done. Um, and I did that, and I feel really good after that. Because if you think about it from that point of view, it could feel like a full circle thing where you're just starting over again. I think if it was a longer relationship, then I definitely would have cared a lot more. Oh, but it yeah. was six months. We moved things tremendously fast. I think we moved in with each other after a week of dating. Um, <laughs> we both wanted to settle. We both wanted to settle down. Very um, but, quick, uh, if I might I, add. But I can't skip steps. That's the thing. Um, and, and I just wanted to skip steps in my story to the happy ending. You just can't do that. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like I, I wasted my time. I feel like that's a really big lesson. I'm not looking, you know, I'm not looking for somebody to, I'm look. you know, you just can't be impatient when it comes to stuff. I'm in my mid to late 20s now. And, and I'm just like, shit, I don't want to be an old dad someday. Um, so I try and so I try to rush it, but you just gotta take it one day at a time, and then you know, if it's meant to be, then it'll be meant to be. Hmm. It'll happen. Yeah. So it's good that um, pretty much starting out the whole living experience, the job you had, and living in Wichita was completely miserable, and you just kind of needed to get that experience of like re, I guess regrouping back with the friend group and experiencing all the highs yeah. and the lows and then eventually um 
getting you everything. have to have bad times to appreciate good times yeah get everything so. but uh, mend bridges that were burned and whatnot create new bridges burn some older bridges and newer bridges that were burn them again stomp on them even more and then uh from there and now you're back in wichita now back in a happier mindset happier job um the car situation i know we've talked about off um audio but that's just kind of like oh it it happens i guess it's good now i guess i guess it's good now whatever the issues were uh i think what it was is i moved from west wichita to east wichita and i only got that five minute drive a day that 30 minutes each way really has a toll on your on my car i guess so i mean it's running fine right now so so hopefully it honestly stays that way um that's my only stress right now is, is that just randomly one day it just turns off and then hoping that it but stays dead when you get to the mechanic shop case, it's a five dollar uber to get there and back to get to the home from work since it's only like a mile away or an hour and three minute walk so oh my god so but i'd be a little sketched out because i'd have to be walking on kellogg or under the bridge at so night we get robbed at night oh man yeah that's the main reason why i don't like living in big cities because what if the car breaks down yeah, then you're fucked. Pretty much. And I didn't have any trouble with this car for those five years I lived there. Otherwise, other than those lights at the, um, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of times for my ex, my mom, maybe it's time for a new car. It's like, dude, it's it's ninety thousand miles. It's a two thousand eight. Like, it's in very good condition. And, and, and no, I'm not going to get a new car. Uh, let me tell you, it is so nice not to have to make a car payment. You ever seen those videos where it's the people at the dealership and they're like, "How much do you pay for your car?" And it's like twelve hundred dollars a month, fifteen hundred. Like, How the fuck are you doing that? Like, probably making uh, uh, payment plans and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, paying more than rent in their car. Oh god, yeah. That's might as well just start living in your car. Um, yeah, and I've had friends do that before. Yeah. Okay, so um, to kind of, I guess, move on from that. Uh, there's some uh. Topics that we wanted to uh, talk about, um, just to kind of, I guess, get caught up on. Um, some news that's kind of a couple months old. Some news that's relatively new. Um, I guess we can start off with. What's that? Um, I guess we can kind of start with like the all the interesting stuff that's been going on and uh, one of our um, fight night slash wrestling night coverages, which has been back and forth with how their management has been doing with their money and everything, and that is World Wrestling Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I haven't been paying a lot of attention to how things have been going. Mike's probably done more. Um, but some things that just happen to be in the news, I've paid attention to. Um, so, I heard Mr. McMahon is out. Yeah. Um, he's retired because of al- sexual allegations and hush money oh, sounds like millions of dollars 19 point um, i think i think one number was like 19.6 million and there was like another like 16 point something million not recorded which i think it was like a creepy uncle's everyone knew he was doing it but um you know they didn't think it was that bad kind of thing but he definitely seemed like the kind of boss that's like hey i'll give you a divas championship run if you you know do this stuff um so yeah that that i'm glad 
I don't know. Did you think that's how McMahon's career was going to end, or I thought he was going to die? Uh, so like I didn't. I didn't think he was the kind of per, the kind of guy that has a retirement. We we uh, we all know kind of how like my stance was when it came to WWE. Uh, right like right around the time like probably about eight, like six to eight months before he retired, because um, I started to kind of like back away from. Well, World Wrestling Entertainment, like, I would still kind of keep track of it and, like, read up on it on Instagram and everything, but I didn't really want to cover it on the channel, uh, except for Rumble and Mania, because you requested it, um, but it's just with a lot of the booking and, um, the decisions that they would make when it came to the content on, on the wrestling, and then just all of the random, like, hundreds of people who lost their jobs within the last, like, two years was just getting ridiculous because, like, like I had said before, um, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of people that got fired that I was just kind of like, I mean, they didn't really do too much. There was just, they were kind of just there and gone. They got pushed up to the main roster from NXT a little too quick. I feel like McMahon has been, and this might be a little bit further back than people might agree, but there was a time when I was like, okay, he's kind of out of touch. This isn't good. Um the uh the last the first time I remember thinking that was the Vladimir Kozlov and Santina Marella Tea Party. Um, that was like 2011. 2011. So I I felt like 2011 on. It was just bad. Oh God. Overall, there's good moments. There's good moments that happen, sure, but. Uh, it, I don't think I don't think it was being handled correctly. Um by McMahon and it just got so bad um the, the the really nail in the coffin is after the Triple H thing happened with the NXT um they pretty much was like firing anybody that had anything to do with that NXT blaming Triple H for the failure of NXT which they and were NXT was doing better than the main product yeah, and like they were trying to blame NXT for it because Vince was trying to go to war with AEW at the time and Triple H that doesn't make what? any sense I, I the feel whole like whole thing didn't make any sense to me. I feel like Triple H wasn't really trying to have a quote-unquote ratings war with AEW. And, of course, like Tony Khan and Chris Jericho and a bunch of other people from AEW <laughs> were saying, like, I don't know what they're doing over there. Like, we're not trying to, like, put them out of business or anything or try to go into ratings war with them. We just want to be another alternative. Like, that's all they want to be right now. And, like, it's, like, drama aside over there, which will And get I felt like it was McMahon... McMahon pushing that. Yeah, and like drama aside that that's going on over there, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, I kind of do enjoy that there's another alternative out there that's actually mainstream on television because it's really hard to find um, impact anywhere because that, that's usually like on like internet, like wrestling. and They're everything. done, and they've been bought out three different times. I mean, company. they're still active. They're, they're still active. They're still an I know they're company. still active, but... There is a time when when TNA was legit competition for WWE, and they would never insinuate them. I, I think what happened, what, what was the killing of TNA is Hogan. actually whenever they let they well, okay, the true na final nail in the coffin, not the very beginning cancer spores that were Hogan and and, and Ric Flair, Hogan Flair um, and Bischoff. Yeah, um, but. Uh, whenever they let Mickey James come out with the Impact title at the Rumble a couple years ago, 
Yeah. Um, that for me meant that they are truly not competition and they're not remotely afraid of TNA anymore. I mean, I because before that, you couldn't even you couldn't get away with even saying anything about anyone that's in TNA. I'll just say the nail in the coffin was like a long before that when they got bought out a bunch of times and like with Anthem not really Anthem having that lawsuit with the Hardy brothers, a lot of the legal issues that they had with Alberto Del Rio, which he's had a lot of a lot of legal issues with all the other companies he's been in, good fucking lord. And um the big one was Dixie Carter, because she had no idea what the fuck she was doing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um Um Yeah. Like, but yeah, just the general direction of WWE, I felt like is not was not very well. Um, now I haven't seen it since then, but how would you say Triple H has been running the company? Now Triple H is not in charge of the company. No, he's it, it's, uh, it's Stephanie McMahon. It's Stephanie McMahon and Nick Nick Conher are in charge, and Triple H is like head of like creative pretty much. So even though well, he's head of creative and he's this he's the coo right yeah and he Chief has operating officer and he has Sean's day to day he has Shawn michaels in charge of nxt yeah which is good because yeah. Shawn michaels was choreographing most of the matches before that anyways right i i think he was when triple h was in charge of nxt but after he had got blamed for the that the fucking which is so ratings man triple h had a heart attack and almost died and then and then he's gonna blame triple h for ratings wars when triple h is all fucked up like i would have been i I don't know Uh, i i don't know what would have been running through triple h's mind whenever that happened yeah um from whenever i decided to make the decision to stop covering wrestling was there were two nails in the coffin. Um, the first nail in the coffin was, um, I don't remember which pay-per-view it was, but it was the pay-per-view where they had the Army of the Dead promotion when they had the zombies come out during that oh, one God. match. Like, cause I, I actually remember, because we were, we were recording every single... We watched that movie like, like we, before like, that, I think. Uh, we were actually recording every single pay-per-view, and I was editing highlights pretty much every month when it came to WWE content. And I re- remember recording that pay-per-view, and I we had long passed the, the zombie match, and we were going into the next match, and I literally just got up, turned the camera off, and said, I'm not editing that. I'm just going to fucking delete it because I was just like that. That was like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous, but oh, Lord, you wasted enough of my life. on this bullshit. That was the first nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. But like the other thing was just like the massive amount of firings that, um, that were happening, which like when, it, which we'll get into. I that. Cause like, I, I know that like when you, I, I kind of know your opinion about Bray Wyatt, how like you, like, He's a good talker and everything, but like the way he was booked first when he fir- was first in WWE, he wasn't really booked strong. I guess he was just a good talker. But um, um, for me, it's just whenever I say something that's conf- that's not necessarily a popular opinion, but I think that over uh, uh, overrated. You'd say he's overrated. Overall, I'd say he's overrated. I mean. I mean, like there, like I wouldn't say that's controversial because there's actually quite a few people out there who um, actually didn't like the whole Firefly Funhouse and Fiend, and Fiend gimmick because it was too uh, gimmicky, or if it was it was too like comic booky and 
Like it'd work in the eighties. Jim Cornette would have loved it in the eighties. I mean, for me, Jim Cornette probably hated that everything about that. Probably. I mean, like for me, like when it came to the Firefly Funhouse, like it was, I was actually a fan of it, and to me, it felt like uh, honestly a breath of fresh air when it came to WWE because I was getting tired of seeing pretty much wash, rinse, repeat when it came to like storylines and matches and and whatnot. Like, yeah, there was a couple really good matches that I got into. Granted, side note, I was drunk through most of them, but, <laughs> um, like, it was just a, a complete change of pace. Uh, he had complete control of the character for the most part, and whenever they finally just, like, let him go and, like, got rid of him, uh, that's when I was just like, you know, like, they they ruined the character completely, and it's just they don't see him as a physical threat because of his weight, and everything, and they just got rid of him. And well, I was, he's and he never won. He never won. He, I mean, like he, <laughs> whenever he came the, the Fiend gimmick, he started winning actual big. Well, a, a couple he did lose to because of last minute changes. Yeah. We don't talk they about never that had on him, the cell match. They didn't. They didn't book him to be impressive and win matches. He was just like a joke almost. Almost, yeah. It's like. Somebody, somebody was like, I'm going to make a creepy creative character. And that's what it felt like. Somebody was just making a creepy creative character. But um, for me, that was kind of like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore because it was just completely dumb. Which, in turn, that wasn't the last time I covered WWE because we ended up covering the Rumble and uh, Mania later on that year. Or leading into the next year. And that was kind of... A, a you decision and I kind of was like all right we'll we'll do it I guess and it turned out to be same shit different day when it came to that fast forward to the sudden announcement that uh um well first the allegations came out the sexual allegations that came out and like it was surprising a lot of people how like somebody finally blew the whistle on Vince when it came to that shit which I'm I don't know if that really affected his relationship, his, his um, marriage at all. I haven't really heard anything like Linda getting pissed off at him or anything. But I would say for a normal person, that would affect your relationship with your significant other greatly. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, and so how WWE is being ran now, do you think that it's being ran better? I think overall, like, I mean... With getting him out of the way and trying to fix all of his mistakes, especially with the multitude of millions of dollars that have just disappeared, um, they, from the, I, like, I, there was a, I didn't watch Crown Jewel this morning, because um, Crown Jewel was uh, earlier today, but I watched uh, Extreme Rules um, a while back, and it was the only complaint I would say is that. I know is that I would probably um, take one of the belts off of Roman because with him having both belts, that kind of puts him back into that puts us back into kind of a Brock Lesnar situation, where like how long he only shows up on one of the shows, the other show like he only shows up on SmackDown with both titles, and that leaves Raw without a world champion completely, and like every time he ends up defending the titles, it's for both the belts. And it's like, well, how come 
Raw doesn't have a world championship or anything, so that kind of puts them in a situation to where they have to push up the mid-card belt and the other belts, put them in at a higher um, importance and whatnot. But that was mainly my that's mainly my only complaint right now is that there's really no world champion on Raw. Like it's just SmackDown and SmackDown. Yeah, and they might just keep them like that until they can produce. Uh, they don't have any big star power. Is their issue? Yeah, and that's because of Vince, because he Vince didn't really push anyone else up there to that would make sense to dethrone Roman at all. Like I would even say, like, like uh, Drew McIntyre. Like, I mean, he's considered a main eventer, but I don't think he's don't, the person I've never to beat really him. Seen him as a main eventer. I mean, with it the way that they book him now and everything. Like, I truly thought like um, Brock was gonna be the guy to finally take the belt away from them but they just it just didn't go well, a couple years ago it was the other way around it's like brock was just like the champion forever and like who's going to beat brock and it's like it's going to be Rome. it's like it's the same thing different person pretty it's much nothing new yeah and... the direction is not new and i blame bruce richard for this yeah I def- that's my definitely phrase. i mean they're still trying to push should not be they're still trying to push for that Roman and Rock match for Mania. And they've been trying to push that since the year before COVID. And yeah, because the Rock said in an interview, I remember watching that, where he said he is the uh, Rock said that he's the head of the team. Um, and the, I know that was kind of trying to. They're like, oh yeah, they're definitely going to do it. And of course, Rock backstepped and was like, you know, like I, I mean, like um, I, I, it, it could happen, but I'm just so busy with everything and whatnot, and I'm like Rock. Rock, quit bullshitting. Like, we know that you're going to find He's a way getting... to do it. <laughs> and the Rock's getting older, too. Oh, God, yeah. Like, the last time he had a full He's length... The, the full the last time The Rock had a full-length match, he fucking pulled a fucking hamstring. And that was with John Cena. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, I don't think... I don't think Rock should be... You know, he's got a good image. He works out a lot, and he's in amazing shape, but, uh, you know... He's getting older, and I don't want to see him get some kind of injury. Like R-Truth, did you hear about R-Truth? Yeah, I heard he got injured on NXT. Two different, well, so he had, apparently he had some kind of bad crash that he had the other day that was a really bad spot where he hit his head, and then he tore his quad on NXT. Yeah. So um, he's going to be out for a little bit. So. Yeah, and they were getting ready to put him back on TV, yeah. too. Cause it seemed like yeah, which I'm surprised Black don't crack because he still looks like the same he did fucking 15 years ago. I swear that man never ages. Yeah. Um, but Not like really, but, uh, I remember when he debuted on on, on SmackDown? Uh, they did all the well, up. They did the they they did the same kind of video package thing. It was around the time whenever Alberto there was doing it. Is, yeah. is, except like Alberto Del Rio had the really awkward one where he'd stare at the screen he'd be like, like forever. And it's like, what is this guy doing? And it'd just be like, I'd watch this at like 3 a.m. And I'd be like, I can't stay awake for this shit. <laughs> and then I didn't, I didn't know who our truth was. And, uh, because he had, he had been run killings and a bunch of other things. Um, but there was just like, oh yeah, they insinuated that he was a black guy that just got out of jail and he's going to turn his life around. I was going to say like, I, I was going to say like, our truth was, I mean, we knew he was Ron Killings from Impact, but he was also K-Quick from the 90s. Yeah, so he's been around. Yeah. It's just that was my first, ex- I've never heard, I'd never heard of him. Just like I heard of, uh, 
I heard of uh, Seth Rollins, but in his indie name, years and years, mm-hmm. everyone was always talking about him. But yeah. Then, yeah. Okay, well, Tyler Black is but um, to talk so. about the the good stuff, like they're they're working out the kinks the best they can, and um, Triple H has been rehiring a lot of people that I feel like got wrongfully released and everything, and I feel like that most of them, except for one superstar in particular, are in a spot where they deserve to be on the roster, and they're actually in really what? good storylines and everything, and the it's just they're. They're in the right spots right now. The only person I feel like that they shouldn't have brought back was Braun Strowman. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that they brought him back. Yeah, and all that. But um, to going back to Extreme Rules, like the big thing about Extreme Rules was the return of Bray Wyatt, and then like that was probably the biggest highlight of the night. Like they teased it and teased it and teased it, and then they were pretending that like nothing was going on. And like right before the show ended, even with the watermark and everything, boom, there's Bray Wyatt show ends. And I'm just like, that is how you do a return <laughs> completely. Cause how they built up his return was like perfect. And now they're like slowly telling, um. they're slowly telling a story of like, um, with Bray, how like he is, trying to um, become a new man, trying to do everything the right way, trying to, like, actually talk out his feelings and everything, but he's also fighting, like, his inner demons. And, like, there's this other character that he's obviously playing, but it's, like, him him fighting with, like, the angel and the devil on his shoulder, trying to, like, go between the right and the wrong thing. I feel like that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, when it comes to wrestling... Uh, Ryback recently put a video called Man Eating Chips, and it's him eating chips. Oh, man. Ryback is always trying to, uh... He's always trying... He's got, like, nothing on his Twitter, dude. He must be shadow banned. It's, like, two comments or, like, ten likes. Pretty much. Nobody's. He's been trying to become relevant since he got fired. Let's see. He only... He has 1.3 million followers. He's just annoying now. Like, he's just trying to be relevant. Yeah, he's he's real cringe. Um. Anyways, so moving on. Uh. All right. So we've covered uh World Wrestling Entertainment. Let's cover what's been going on on the other side of the the ocean, and that is all elite wrestling. <laughs> uh. You think? Uh, well, that... the good news is I heard CM Punk came back, right? No, uh, no. Wrestling again. He did. He did. Um, if you think the drama That's at WWE good. was bad, wait till you, wait till, if you if you live under a rock wait. and don't know what's been going on AEW, then wait. Worse than worse than telling his boss that the company's gonna be better when he dies. Oh God! Or getting fired on your wedding day. So that aged really well, though. <laughs> oh man, like. Er- Basically, the the main problem that AEW has been dealing with, besides the usual issues that they have, is being a new company, not having enough money, ha- hiring too many people, getting overstuffed with all that. That's just normal. Not having any experienced leaders to know how to handle situations. That's that's normal when it comes to a new company and whatnot, but this big There's a one... reason WWE has never done press conferences yeah and it's because like cm punk is a really good example of it because there's the whole uh 
Oh, man. Like, every time I talk about it, I just get so pissed off. What's up with CM Punk and Colt Cabana? Because any time his career gets fucked up, it's something to do with Colt. I mean, he... Like, okay, the the first time was the lawsuit because, like, they were going to do, like, a rights yeah. thing when it came to the podcast episode they did. The second time was just CM Punk talking shit out of his ass when he was asked a question. About that had, him. That there was a question. Him that, living with it off his mom. And the bank and account shit. and everything. But, like, the thing is, like, he didn't even answer the question. He just started talking shit. He started bringing up yeah, old no, news from 12 years ago. I heard that they put Colt Cabana on a recent episode of AEW. Oh, they they put him back on. As a kind of fuck you. Yeah, they did this past Wednesday. They brought him back, and like everyone predicted it. <laughs> and I've been, and I've been seeing, I've been seeing a bunch of articles um, that a lot of a lot of people are coming out saying CM Punk was the fault. Uh, yeah. And not anybody else. I mean, like, he's the one that kind of... Well, like, before that media scrum had happened, he had uh, tweeted oh, out saying... Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. Well, well, like, Matt Hardy did... Yeah, Matt Hardy did say that, yeah. But um, I know that when Punk was going out for that media scrum that night, he had tweeted out and saying, uh, stay for the uh, stay for the media scrum, it's going to get interesting. So he was definitely calling out attention to himself just so he can fucking rant about everything. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people... Ever since that night, from here on out, like they've been looking back at old promos that he had with Triple H back with the whole "best in the world" gimmick, or the voice of the voiceless, and they referenced the promo where like Triple H is like, "Man, like you only you you only want to be in the company where you're always going to be the top guy. You're you're just a martyr. You don't actually like go around and tell people what you're going to do. You just like backdoor your way through everything." And everyone's like, well, that aged pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you see CM Punk's career coming from now? Because he's in the later stages. Uh, I, I think he's done. Like, there, there's still more talk about his contract getting bought out, but... I, I, I heard some false planted news that they're talking about bringing him back to WWE, but I just don't see that happening. There, there was actually some talk about doing that. Like Triple H was originally. Well, interested. I heard that that happened, but then I heard that that was a planted story, and they were never even considering bringing him. Oh okay, yeah, that that may have been the the thing because, like, I mean, you you know that Triple H pays attention to what go, goes on over there. Like, yeah, I don't see Triple H and him ever being on the same page. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I feel... I don't want to say I told you so, but... It, I guess so. Uh, it's just... I, for me, they should have never hired CM Punk. I think CM Punk's a huge draw, and I think they definitely should... I think hiring was the right thing. Um, I felt like uh, CM Punk's one of those people you don't really want at a press conference, though. No. That's like having Conor McGregor at a press conference. It's, it's oh, not a good idea. Man, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Conor McGregor and everything, um, I haven't been keeping track of anything on this. What's been going on in UFC? <laughs> oh shit! This is where the um, floor is yours. Uh, stall for a second. We'll look something up. Um. Okay. I'm gonna try and stall. Um. So yeah. Um. So we did used to cover UFC pretty much weekly when him him and I were living together. 
but since he moved away, he had the full access to all the UFC content, and I didn't. So that's kind of why my check productions kind of stopped covering uh, Ultimate Fighting Championship was solely because of that reason. It's not because I I particularly don't like UFC. It's just I don't have the money to pay for um, the big the big matches, the big shows, or the extra money yeah, to I go. Yeah, I don't have the big shows, but I. I do. I, I can't get you to log in, but I do have uh, the Disney Hulu um, ESPN Plus bundle. Yeah, and I, I was also gonna say like um, I don't have the extra money to go to uh, freaking Buffalo Wild Wings to watch a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all about the streaming. Okay, so um, I'll kind of just go through classes and tell you if anything's really big that's happened. Okay. Um, so Amanda Nunez is still the the women's featherweight and the bantamweight champion. That hasn't changed. Um, you know, you know, she lost the title. Oh, she um, wait, wait, wait. No, yeah, she did lose the title. When did she get it back? So, so she had an immediate rematch and, and won it back, like dominant, uh, like dominantly. The whole the whole thing that was. Uh, the whole thing that was about it is she had a bad training camp um, in the one that she lost, and she just gave up. Like she, she, in that first one, she had like half a chokehold, and then she and then she tapped. She wasn't it wasn't even locked in, and she got a rematch, and she just came out there and fucking mauled Pena. Like it wasn't even close. So it kind of shows what apparently she was working on an injury. Um. So that was the big thing that really happened in that division. Other than that, that's really about it. You'll say, yeah. Um, so, I remember actually watching that original fight, and it did. I mean, I was kind of all like, yeah, she got beat finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, for like in the moment, but like looking back at it, it uh, did kind of look a little weird. In the flyweight division, um, Valentina Shevchenko is continually dominating everybody in that. Say she's been dominating um, since we first started covering the the UFC. <laughs> the only thing about her is that she's afraid to fight Amanda Nunes because she won't win. I wonder um, why. So she could, so she does not go to featherweight or bantamweight. They just leave each other alone because I think in the past they fought and Valentina lost to Amanda. Don't hold me to that, but I think that's what happened before. Yeah, I'll probably have um, to have edit Mike look at that. For the YouTube viewers. Um, so, Rose Namanunez lost her title to Carla Esparza in what's known as one of the most boring fights in the history of UFC. Oh, um, that's that's what, that's a long list. <laughs> like, yeah, like they main evented a pay-per-view. And the thing about Rose's corner, you know, her, her in her corner is her husband. The entire time, she was like... He was like, you're dominating this fight. You're winning. Just keep doing what you're doing. When she was not winning whatsoever, he was like, just relax. Don't worry about it. Um, so a lot of people like, you need to get rid of your corner. Because Rose is good. Yeah. She she beat Jang Wei Lee twice in a row, and she was one of the best. She completely just... Jang Wei Lee beat Joanna Jutsetsev. I can't pronounce her name. But she was the longest reigning... She's the longest reigning women's champion in history, and she that that she beat her. So and Rose beat her before too. Um, so Rose is Carla Esparza. Ever since that, like they're like, okay, well let's run it back now, and nobody really wants to see that. Even Dana was like, I don't know, we'll see about that. We just wasted a main event on. Um, but she's ducking, and she's like, I earned this. I'm not going to defend my title for like six or seven months now. 
Oh, okay. Lord. So now the, the division's just kind of held up. Um, let's see. The heavyweight division, um, Francis Ngannou, still the champion. He is... Uh, he had a surgery, so he's he's not medically cleared to compete for the rest of his contract, pretty much. Um, and he says he wants more money and allowed to go to boxing. Yeah, I and re- Dana was like, "No." I remember you yeah. talking about so there's that. a whole thing on that. Tyson, he showed up to one of Tyson Fury's fights and was like, "Yeah, let's do this." And then, but Tyson Fury's talking about either retiring or fighting other people, so I don't know if that's actually going to happen mm-hmm. or not. So we don't know. Tyson's been too busy um, going over then, WWE. Yeah, and then there's a Stipe John Jones fight that's rumored to be happening in December, but it seems like that kind of fell through um, because Stipe didn't want to do it. Um, so I don't know when we're going to see John Jones fight again. I think uh, that, last that's, time that's really last time we talked about that he was uh, back in jail. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He well, he got he he was in he got arrested. He he wasn't in jail for long. It was just he just beat up his wife again. You know, no big deal. Um, the lightweight division, Jan Blagojevich lost to Glover Texera, which is really surprising because Texera is like in his late forties. Yeah. Um, and then and then Texera lost to Jiri Prokofovka Kijetsika. And he's so he's uh he's the guy that has the really weird man bun that goes straight up in the air that looks like kind of Egyptian almost. Yeah. Um and he's got killer elbows, so he's pretty good. Um Izzy officially beat everybody again. He's he's still undefeated. But what's interesting about Izzy in the next paper that's coming up, um Izzy is going has never lost, right? Ever, except for once in a kickboxing tournament. Um he got knocked out. By uh, by this other guy, that's been that's been moving up. Well, he lost that one him... fight when he tried to jump go up weight classes. Okay, well, yeah, but he that doesn't count. It's a technicality. Like, was like, dude was like, it was a catch weight fight, and he was like forty pounds lighter than Jan. Yeah. Um, but he got the guy who who he's fighting next. It, he knocked him out like straight up KO'd Izzy. Hmm. Um, so it's a whole I have your number. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. These next several divisions are super, super interesting. Leon Edwards beat Usman. Leon Edwards um, beat Kamaru? Yeah, he knocked him out with a fucking head kick last round. Like, like Usman was winning the fight, and it was almost over. And then, and then he fucking head kicked Usman and knocked him straight out. Um, uh, fucking... Okay, so there's that. Covington's still floating around at number two, uh, as like the number two guy, and Covington apparently is going to be fighting. Uh, they're, they're talking about doing Covington versus uh, um, Poirier next. Um, anyways, uh, and then you got uh, Kazamot, which is the Khabib with the fucked up lip. Mm-hmm. He, he was, you know, I told you that he was purposely overweight to dodge Nate Diaz, and then he fought that one goofy guy who who, who sucks and, and, and just absolutely destroyed him because he was 40 pounds heavier than him. So um, many goofy And guys. he's just been causing all kinds of fights. Like, he tried to fight Khabib at this last pay-per-view that they did. 
Like he tried to jump Khabib in the crowd, and they had to break it up. Why? Um. So he's just starting shit. Did Even it Khabib whenever, train? He had a really close. Khabib is a trainer. Uh, uh, you know, he has this whole at AKA. He has a whole like Islam Makachev, and I'll get to that next. But he's he's training champions like, and, and Khabib's kind of gotten bigger too. You know, so he doesn't have to cut weight, so he's he's lean. But um, Khabib would fuck him up if he tried. Anyways, um, so yeah, so that's kind of where that division's looking at, and uh, Connor Connor McGregor, so he's out right now. And he actually has to be, he's bulked up to like 200 pounds. He's huge. Um, but he, Dana White said he's not in the USADA testing pool. So when he does feel like he's ready to come back, he has to test clean for six months before he's even allowed to be on the roster. Yeah. So he's not even in the welterweight rankings. But he's talking shit on Twitter. And he said between Leon Edwards and the other guy in the lightweight title, He's like, look, there's my old titles. Maybe I should come back and I just win all both of them. And maybe I'll go up to featherweight and win all three of them. Oh my god. Like, like he he's saying things like that. Um, I but, did have um, a question about one certain fighter that you probably uh, um Bam Bam uh, uh Shui. I can't really pronounce his uh, actual name. Done, he hasn't he hasn't done much. I heard that he's gonna be fighting um Gain, Cheryl Gain. Yeah, next. uh that's what I heard. Um wasn't his last fight against um uh, I think Derek? he's the one we watched. Yeah. Yeah, or we KO'd Derek Lewis, and I haven't heard anything from Derek. Derek went into the... That was, that was tough, Al. <laughs> he went into purgatory. Yeah, dude. Well, he's getting he's getting close to the end of his So. Yeah, I, I can um, see that. Which sucks, because we missed most of it. But he's he's been a huge knockout artist. Mm. Um, uh, okay, just... so the next division up. This one's the one that's interesting. Um, okay, so Islam Makachev continually was uh, moving his way up the rankings. Um, he was supposed to fight uh, Benel Darish, but that match fell through. I don't remember what happened, but that match fell through. He ducked him. That's right. It was going to be a last-minute thing, and it was going to be a catchweight because the main event for the main event for Kazamat didn't happen yeah so they're like oh shit well we'll do it we'll do a number one contenders one uh islam versus uh benel derish and then the winner will face charles Oliveira for the title um and the whole thing with benel is he's won 12 fights in a row and and he's number four right now they're putting dustin poirier and justin Ga- uh, gaethje above him like he's just super underrated because he's not very entertaining at all yeah um and Islam ducked the fight, so they're like, okay, well, let's have the rematch. And then Islam didn't want to fight him, so they just gave Islam a title match versus Charles Oliveira. And Darish is just, like, stuck where he's at. Um, which is really, really stupid. What's but the- anyways, so this last pay-per-view, Islam faced Charles Oliveira. Yeah, he beat and, him. Oh, well... Okay, so before that, Charles Vera defended his title against Michael Chandler. Do you know what happened there? I think I I think we were uh, there for that. I think he beat him, right? He missed weight though. Chandler did or Oliveira? So Chandler, uh, I'm not Chandler. Oliveira missed weight, so they they made it a stipulation to where, and it might have been the next fight afterwards that I'm thinking of. Um, it might have been him versus Gaethje. 
Maybe, um, yeah, but cause... he, uh, but anyways, so he missed weight. He was over by like three pounds. Yeah. Uh, it was over the limit of what you're supposed to be. So they said that if Charles Oliver won, he did not win the title that is vacant. But if his opponent won, then he won the title. So Oliver won. So he's no longer the champion. So the title is vacated. And then Charles fought. Islam Makachev for the for the title, and Islam completely destroyed him, took him to the ground, and tapped him out. That sounds fishy. Like the, the Islam's just that good, you know. He's he's been training under Khabib for years, um, and and there's been no one that's been close to his level. Well, I mean, um, like n- not so... the fight itself. I was talking about like the whole decision <laughs> for the title situation. Yeah, that was really weird. It, I guess it was up to the commissioner's state, the athletic commission, and it was in California. So um, they decided that that's the ruling to make, which I don't think that's how that should have went. Because um, there's been multiple times we've seen in the past where purse taken away or half their purse or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's um, it's weird. Like, some of their decision-making um, is so fucking weird. Yeah, so uh, Volksanovsky has, uh, he's completely destroyed everyone. He beat Max Holloway. Um, And then uh, he's actually talking about going up and facing Islam Makachev for the title, or Leon Edwards, Um, which actually, Volk um, said he wanted to fight Islam, and Islam's actually ducking him now. Hmm. So... Which Volkanovski's been the champion for a very long time, and he fought everybody in his division. Nobody comes close to him. Yeah. Um, Aljamain Sterling for the bantamweight is really interesting. That's been happening. Oh yeah. Uh, so Aljamain had his rematch with Peter Yawn, and he beat Peter Yawn. Um, and then he just had his, and then he he faced T.J. Dillashaw. And, oh, and he's Dillashaw's back finally. Come back after doing. <laughs> Yeah, so here's what happened, though. He went in there, and uh, within, like, the first round, TJ, like, dislocated his shoulder, and he lied to everybody and didn't dislocate, didn't uh, tell the injury that all through his training camp, his shoulder has continually been popping out. And he popped it back in place four times throughout the fight, and they didn't stop the fight. Like, mid-fight, he popped his own shoulder back in place. Um, and he knew that he was going in with one. So he defended... So Aljamain won that by decision, and he said, "I'm not gonna rest. I'm not gonna fight again for at least eight months because I deserve my time off." So he's ducking everybody. Oh, um, of course. And then somehow uh, Sean O'Malley beat Peter Yawn um, in like a super controversial decision where a lot of people think Peter won. And now Peter Yawn's talking about like leaving UFC mm-hmm. after all the stuff because it's been like two controversial decisions. Uh, before that, because his his rematch versus Sterling was close. Yeah. Um. And then be, and then before that was uh, you know his KO loss. I mean his disqualification loss. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Aljamain. I don't know how Aljamain's still the champion. I don't know um, either. Right. One more division left, the flyweight division. Um. Right now they have uh, Davison Figueredo is the champion. Oh, he still and is. And Brandon Moreno. Yeah, and then Brandon Moreno is the interim champion because Ferguson had a surgery to get take care of. Yeah. So they are going to uh, later in the year have a quad 
Yes. Which is their fourth match. <laughs> yes, they always have fucking good fucking smackdowns. <laughs> yeah, so another fight of the year coming there. Oh, God. Um, that, they... That's pretty much what what the division's been. It's just waiting for... Because Figueredo didn't want to do it again because he felt super disrespectful by Moreno. Yeah. Um. So, but they've got to do it because they're two of the best. They're so, probably the two best guys um, in the division. That's the sad part. Yeah. So um, that that closes that out. So they've got the pound for pounds at the top three at Islam Makachev, Izzy, uh, Izzy, and then Alexander uh, Volkanovski is number one. Hmm. So. Um, uh, that, that's kind of where it was. I was going to ask, um, have they done anything with Chandler since his fight with Oliveira? No. Uh, no. No, they haven't done anything with him yet. That kind of sucks. Because, like, I mean, they're, like, Chandler is actually a really good fighter from, like, me, like, seeing from footage and from, like, hearing from, like, your experience seeing he's him got fight. a fight coming up. And it's just that fact that see. they've been throwing him caution to the wind against Oh, yeah, him. yeah, no, he, no, he's, he's had fights. Oh, he has. Um, okay, so yeah, so uh, in May he lost. He he lost to Oliveira, mm-hmm. and then in November he fought Gaethje in a. Uh, remember, we watched that one. They had that really big. They had that fucking full on fight that was super intense. Yeah, that slugfest. Um, and then he fought uh, Michael, and then he fought Tony Ferguson, and he knocked out Ferguson in the second round. Oh, so that was now his most recent fight was against Ferguson. Yeah, that was in May, and then he's got a fight this month against Dustin Poirier. Oh, he's fighting Poirier? Yep, at 281, it's going to be the main event. Fucking money bags. Yeah, so the Ferguson thing was another spur-of-the-moment thing, because there was, like, multiple... That one card with Kazamat went to hell, because, like, three three of them couldn't... The matches couldn't happen, so they needed a main event. So Justin Gate, I'm not Justin Gatesy, uh, Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson came you know they were like okay we'll do it and chandler had a disgusting knockout disgusting I think it was a head kick disgusting it, as it in like a, they paid off for a good main event yeah um it was like yeah it was a front kick to the chin oh like perfectly I'm, I'm looking at it in super slow-mo so he tony was wide open and it on the jaw it looked like he aged about 50 years <laughs> and he, he he and he knocked out he fell flat on his face instantaneously good fucking lord that is he dead <laughs> is he dead <laughs> a lot of people are saying that he needs to retire after that because that was a really bad really bad hit that is why I would never want to do UFC. <laughs> Just imagine the weird ass fucking faces you'd make in the fucking slow motion. Oh my god! Um, I'm I, sure if you look at some old ones, it would probably have weird faces. Oh god, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say if if there's um nothing really else on the UFC thing, I figure we can move on to the next uh, topic real quick, which um I guess it'd be mm-hmm. the I guess the future of Star Wars because. I personally, I personally have been like kind of um. I've kind of lost track of Star Wars because I mean, number one, I mean my my girlfriend has Disney Plus, so I can easily just get on there and watch it. But I don't usually yeah. take the time to watch all the shows, and I just kind of look up the spoilers and whatnot and everything. So I really have no idea what's going on on the Mandalorian or um the book of 
Boba Fett yeah. or something like that. Or Andor. I heard Andor was another one that they did seen yet. Um, yeah. But it's supposed to. Uh, it, it it it's supposed it's one that they did it where there's no force in it at all. It kind of gives you like Empire era what life was like, which adding to the mythology of of that. Um, What's interesting right now is what they're focusing on outside of that, like in the books, they're going back to the old Republic and establishing the new canon. Yeah. Um, Which I've been listening to those and going through the Nihil and all that stuff. That stuff's really good. And they're, they basically made all of the old canon is now non-canon. And that's, that's been called legends. Now is what it is. Cause it's stuff that could take place, but it there, it's not canon. Um, so kind of like an alternate timeline. Really hate that. No, they didn't say it's an alternate timeline. They said they're still leaving up to the possibility that's something that could have happened, and they're not going to reference any of that because then they would become canon. Yeah, of course. But they, uh, yeah. But so they're saying they're leaving it open for the future if they want to, because technically at this point, Darth Revan. Um, Malgus, all of that stuff never officially happened, but it could have happened. <laughs> is the way they're establishing it. And they're still coming out with more books for the High Republic era. Yeah. Because the plan for the future, as far as I'm aware, is they want to do a High Republic trilogy that includes big people like Yoda when they're younger. Um, which really, Yoda was a thousand years old when he died, so he's still, you know, he's going to be old. Yoda yeah. Running. Oh my god, he, dude, he's a shitty person. Just to let you know, I, I, I'm in the middle of the Count Dooku thing and covering up some Sith shit that they had. There was some kind of weird ass creature that they kept in the temple under there without telling anybody else with the Sith artifacts. They housed thousands of Sith artifacts within the temple on Coruscant, and that's the reason why the temple is there. Is because that used to be a Sith temple. And so they could protect that. And, and Count Dooku actually let something out. And instead of actually like going after it and hunting it down, he just like covered it up so nobody else would know. And that was a choice from Yoda. So um, Yoda do be shitty sometimes. <laughs> um, so I'm super, super interested in that. Uh, I, I would love to talk about Star Wars all the time. Especially the books. The books are so good. Uh, I think I think we briefly discussed um, the Obi Wan Kenobi show, like, like off off yes, mic. That's really good. I would love to do something on that. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of of Anakin. And there's a lot of people that are like, we need like a Darth Vader TV show showing because there's a book. There's a book that they wrote that's canon. That's canon. That's uh, basically about Darth Vader at his peak um, when he's been running stuff, all the different things he's done. There's even a new one that they had came out with where at one point he tried to train this one. It wasn't really an apprentice, but it was a chick that was grown up on Naboo that was a handmaiden that looked just like Padme. And, and it was a whole thing between him trying to teach her to survive and be evil, but also she was good and it rubbed off on him. Yeah. And he saw it as if she was Padme if she had never, if she went with him instead of, you know, siding with Obi-Wan in the discussion. 
and then it was and then the uh the emperor was saw that and he was manipulating that to hurt Darth Vader even more and he basically like made her choose between this chick who he sees as Padme and and um and the dark side and it killed the rest of Anakin pretty much because he had he slaughtered the chick right in front of him mm-hmm. right in front of him to prove his royalty um to Palpatine so that they've got so much good shit in the books that they just don't really dark shit that they don't talk about because you can't really put some of this stuff now to kind of go back to the whole then making that decision of like making the old canon non-canon and making it sound like oh it's it could have happened but it whatever yada yada was that like a uh star wars like producers executive decision or was that a disney decision that's what i'm a disney decision that is where came in and rewrote and that's why half the people got yeah, all this stuff is new to Disney. Now Disney and the books are choosing to do all this dark shit, or like they just canologically, like they just show filled in all of this stuff about Cipher Gius and Count Dooku, yeah, and and the Nihil. Like Martian Row was never a thing before. They didn't have Starlight Beacon. They didn't have all this great hyperspace disaster that happened beforehand. Um, so they're making all of, they're adding all of this stuff into the new canon because really this time this time wasn't really explored that well mm-hmm. before because um, we had six thousands of years ago that we had a couple stories about um, and now we're starting to see and now we're starting to see all this being filled in because honestly it's a little bit more interesting before the the empire and all that stuff yeah um, during their peak when there's thousands of jedis thousands of sith there's night hill there's all kinds of things that are happening that are you get to explore like this like the, the leveler like like something that can completely dampen the force like a beast and that absorbs life energy from <laughs> um that thing is scary as fuck they just put that on the biggest space station in the world and basically it killed hundreds of jedi <laughs> hundreds of jedi and it's just like it's it's going through the ventilation system. They don't know what's going on, and then and then you just know that you're disoriented. And the next thing you know, you're fucking dead. You're just a you're a husk. You're not even a person. It grinds you up into dust. Eesh. So that's scary as fuck. They get off the and they're trapped on the ship. They can't get off. Yeah. So that's like some fucking next level. You could do a horror movie just on the events of what happened to Starlight Beacon. Kind of, um, that kind of sounds like the uh, like a necromorph situation with Dead Space, but on like a grander yeah. scale. Yeah. So, um, and some of the stuff's just so graphic. Like the I kind of told you about Loden Great in the last book, where he was a Jedi that was captured by the Nihil, and they tortured him, took his lightsaber, so the bad guy had his cool orange lightsaber for the next very the next book or so. Yeah. Um, and they tortured him the entire time. Um, and they had a whole great dialogue because his name's Loden Great Storm. Yeah. And the whole idea of the Nihil is they're the storm. They have clouds, they have strikes, and the and the leader is the eye of the storm. You know, he's the eye that guides people through all these different things. And he's like, "What's your name, Jedi?" And he's like, "Loden Great Storm." And he had a whole dialogue how that was perfect and it was fate that that he, you know he was going to be the Jedi that was delivered upon him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they tortured him so much where, like, they had a robot that would keep keep Loden's eyes open at all times and continually torture him to fix it straight. If his eye, if his pupils 
go anywhere but looking straight and focused, it would it would literally they had little shock probes that would poke into his eyes and scratch his eyes, um, and Fuck. and he'd be tied up with his hands above his head the whole time, and then and then he would continually just like uh, the entire time he'd be under sedatives, or sometimes they just have adrenaline on there, so it was never one feeling you had. And he just like lost all track of time and space and what was going on. Um, and his the, he was dampened from the force, so he couldn't even like communicate with anyone. And then he finally got loose, and then he unleashed the leveler uh, on him, and just when he thought he was going to be saved. So yeah, um, I was gonna uh, kind of touch back on the how like I mean all, all this stuff I guess that Disney's making. Like I was originally thinking that it was. Um, not gonna be all good because i mean i kind of base my the books are really good i kind of base my opinion about disney running uh star wars after my opinion on the the new trilogy and how that didn't really go i didn't really like what they did and whatnot and everything because i mean i know there's still yeah. those old diehard fans who like the older content and absolutely hate everything about the new disney thing I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the new stuff that Disney's doing is pretty cool. Like with them doing the all the book stuff you just explained, and um, the TV shows and everything, because it's expanding more. Like, I think the all lore that was. I think all on. that's good. I I just think that the way they handled um, the director issue between the the episodes that they did, mm-hmm. I think that those were. I think that kind of hurt it. A lot of people give Star Wars shit. I really didn't think that the sequels were that bad. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they're anywhere as good as the prequels or the original series even. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the books are a million times better. The than, books are always better to be when it comes to everything. People. Well, you could just expand on more. You get three hours in a movie. You don't have that much time. But then you can spend 50 hours writing about it. Uh, uh, so many people. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's that's huge you can expand so much on so many things and like understand you can kind of understand it better understand the force and how it works like there is this one jedi who hurt she had a special ability where the force was a song she could sing and feel things happening through the force um and, and you get to see all these different <laughs> things that are they hey listen they they fucking that's how they found loaded because he he was four stamping and they barely felt him. He was like, I think I, he's here, and they found the leader of the night hell. Like my imagery yeah. though, when it came to that, was I was I don't know why this imagery came to mind, but I was just imagining fucking Fiona from Shrek, like embracing <laughs> the power of the force, doing her singing, and just like the scene where she's like singing in the movie yeah. and the bird explodes. I was imagining yeah. that. <laughs> and some of the like. Like tapping into the dark side, it's a very interesting time because there's no not Sith, but the dark side is still present. There during one of the the raids the Nihil did, the uh, the uh, Elzar man was a Jedi, and and in in the city that was being attacked, there's a bunch of floating islands that 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 represented every world that was in the Senate, right? Yeah. And they're huge cities, and they're and they were being collapsed because the Nihil were attacking them, and they were all impeded, and there were thousands of people on them. So this guy was super angry because because another Jedi was just murdered. So he tapped into the dark side and he used the Force to pick up two of those uh, of those plant of those big islands that were falling and he threw them into space and destroyed a, and destroyed a gigantic cruiser. Mm-hmm. But he killed thousands of people in doing that. 
and dealing with the grief of that, and then like he just completely lost himself. Do do you think um, um and, do you think they're ever gonna find a way to tie in um Star Killer at all, or do you think they're gonna ignore to, that? I was about to bring that into that because like Star Killer, he's a legend story now officially. Like he's not. It, it's something that was plausible, but that's something you could see in the TV show because he Vader was consistently trying to find a way to beat. Palpatine, but he couldn't. I will say, like, um, I think Starkiller, his story was also originally non-canon before they made this change as well. It's still, yeah, it was still always non-canon. Yeah, it's just it's it, a video game. Like, I mean, um, the 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 second game, from what I heard, the ending wasn't too great. But I mean, like his like his story, from what I've like heard and kind of read up on, has always been like very interesting. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people in the universe really love Stark. Everything he could have been. Isn't he the one that like used like the force to like pull down like that big ass fucking ship? Yeah, yeah. He t- he pulled down an entire star destroyer. And I, I think didn't they recreate? But granted, that? in the Obi one in the Obi one Kenobi series though, uh, Vader effortlessly ripped one of those in half though. But mm. that's because Vader's the strongest force user in the history of the. Force. Yeah, I was gonna say I so. think they kind of recreated that recently in a canon uh, uh, storyline, but kind of altered it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Even whenever Vader he pulled, uh, whenever uh, Obi Wan was still cut off from the Force in one scene, he pulled in he pulled Obi Wan onto fire and caught Obi Wan on fire and said, "Now you'll feel the pain." Fuck, yeah, that final fight scene in Obi-Wan Kenobi, like like I said before, I haven't watched any of the TV shows, and I just look up the spoilers and everything. Like, I actually looked at the last fight, and we had talked about this before, just that last fight and the recreation with the fan edits in there, like, both of them yeah. are just so, like, well, oh, and, my God, and the emotion. Looking, that look into, you know, Anakin's face where he said... It's the first time he actually gets to talk to Anakin since everything happened. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of it. And he just looks at him, you know. And then as he's about to, like, walk away and everything, he says that my friend is truly dead. Goodbye, Mm. Darth. It's like he's not Anakin anymore. And he saw that and he accepted it. Yeah, that's just insane. Just how, like, like how, how they're able to get these TV shows to, like, beast like so good and whatnot like um, yeah i mean i yeah, was i, I was honestly season two i was honestly kind of but i hope they do a season two i was honestly kind of happy that they brought boba fett back into the fray with the whole with yeah. the whole mandalorian storyline and him now i am pretty sure i'm pretty sure have his own thing yeah, i'm pretty sure if that's already out i'm not sure if it is or not but i'm he's got his own tv show now and, like, it's always funny how people are, like, a huge fan of Boba Fett and everything, but some of the, peop- some of the people remember that he didn't really do anything in the original trilogy. <laughs> but I think it's just because the, the yeah. fans are fan of, the fans are, they're huge fans of him because of, like, what he did in the original books and whatnot. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited about the future of Star Wars. Um, I know a lot of people are really against Disney, but honestly, I like I like what they're doing. Other than uh, um, that one made, I mean, I like that. Now that you kind of gone into detail about it, like I, I I'm a little bit more, um, I guess, I guess you can say excited, but I'm also going to have that little like worry 
about it since there's still that definitely listen to the books there's that part of me that still still sees those last uh trilogy set of movies that didn't set well in my head i was also going to say like the uh the sequel trilogy was kind of released in a really weird time period when it came to like the the real world because it got released around the time when like the cancel culture was like starting and got really big and i feel like that how people were and still are nowadays with that and the whole cancel culture thing and how like it's like oh that's not my star wars bullshit like that had a huge like um playing part into why the trilogy didn't do there's also so much hype behind star wars there's og fans that or always going to be against it, no I mean, matter what it is. Yeah, it's like a- anything. Like, you can sit there and talk about, like, anything from, like, Marvel or, like, DC or, I mean, even the the diehard fans from fucking, like, Harry Potter or something. Like, every fan base is, that, that that's like that is going to, like, have high expectations. And when they're let down, they're going to be very, very pissed off. Yeah, so... Um, alright, I guess, moving on to the next topic, um, October Horror Fest, I will admit to you, what's up? What happened to that? Um, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, um, so, this year, uh, I didn't have a Horror Fest festival, it was mainly because, like, it's, I was still trying to, um balance out my new job at the time and just with the stress of that plus um just all the other stuff that's been going on here at the house uh i kind of was just like you know like i might uh, with everything that's going on and not knowing what they were going to do with this dentist appointment that i had recently i was going to kind of just i guess kind of put that on hold i guess for this year i mean i did review Halloween on Halloween, that was my main goal for Horror Fest. I didn't get the rest of it, but I got the main goal. <laughs> How many years in a row would that have been, though? Oh, man, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. That would have been... If, if we had were able to completely review all the movies, had all the award ceremonies for every single year without having random stops in the middle of the year, it would have been nine years. But technically, yeah. we've only had three years where it was finished completely. That was 2017, 2018, and last year. <laughs> those are the only... Well, no. Yeah, 2017... Yeah, those, like, those are the last like three years that we actually finished it, I think. I, I, I want to gotcha. say that. I think I don't well, that's know. That's unfortunate. Yeah. It was just... It's, it's just been weird. Like... I mean, I'm definitely gonna bring it back next year, but I, it's, it, it was just, it was kind of weird. Day every day for the entirety of October to make up for it. Oh my god! Yeah. Um, I did, I did come up with like a kind of an idea. Like it was kind of a late idea that I could have done for Horror Fest this year, but I, it was just too late at this point. So, um, whenever I had made Mike Check Productions after I revamped it from Mike Check 95, uh, I had lost a lot of videos but during the transition because I didn't know that there was a feature to download the videos you've already uploaded 
to the channel back to your computer and I learned that six months later after they were long gone and I am very pissed off about that <laughs> but I was able to kind of conjure a list and remember all the movies that were reviewed that were on the channel and I have a list the uh, technically it's kind of called like the lost reviews but I was gonna start a series lost lost Lost. 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 Um, I was going to kind of start a series of like uh, re movie reviews of like, hey, so I've re reviewed this movie before. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I can probably go, I can probably just like review it based off of memory because like I got a feeling that if I go back and watch some of those horror movies from Horror Fest, I'm going to immediately regret it. <laughs> but I was mainly going to do something like, hey, so Lost Review, this is the name of the movie. Um, here's the numbers for the film. Here's what I kind of remember were, were good and bad. And if I were to give a rating right now, this is what my rating was going to be. So that was, that could have been a, an, a, uh, idea for horror vest this year, but it just, it came to mind like probably like a week too late because it was already like two or three days almost to Halloween when I thought of it. And I was just kind of like, that would have been a great idea. Fuck. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But I did get to review Halloween on Halloween and got to try something new, which was live stream my actual reaction while watching the film and do my review afterwards. I mean, you got to start somewhere with a new idea. It was not a great movie at all. It was fucking horrible, but I am kind of glad that I actually did the idea and there's been talk from like other friends of mine that are wanting to do that idea with other movies going forward and everything and since it was kind of a interesting um concept and whatnot the movie experience though was fucking awful <laughs> it was just god yeah. god awful i'm a little disappointed that i didn't get to do horror fest this year i mean i think a lot of it was just like like i said trying to get work balanced out and just trying to stay ahead of, stay ahead of my um recently new like upload schedule but it is what it is. Unacceptable conditions. Uh, I mean, you remember the first year we did Horror Fest, and we agreed with it, and then halfway through the year, you said, fuck this. <laughs> We're doing 60 movies in a fucking month. Well, with a tr one triple feature a week, <laughs> like we were doing. Okay, we originally were we we did one movie, and then we were originally doing uh, double features, and then we turned it into triple features. And then it just wasn't working out because we were trying to balance the YouTube channel, classes. <laughs> college classes, staying up super late, and I was also working a job at the same time. <laughs> so it was just, it didn't really work. <laughs> and then we kind of lightened, life. <laughs> like we lightened the load the next year and then it kind of didn't work out then. And then the year after that, we lightened the load again and it actually worked out. And then it kind of stuck for the formula over there. I don't know. Just after the the 2017, I, I remember now it was um six uh it was 16 and 17 that were full years that um we finished out, and then 18 didn't work out because we just moved, and um 19 was COVID, and last year was the third full year we finished up, even though it was two months late. But, yeah, a lot of it is just getting it done because that's a lot of horror movies to, to review in one month. 
There's no such thing as too many horror movies. <laughs> you coming from the guy who watches random horror films on Netflix while he's eating whatever he cooked in the microwave while texting hey. somebody on the phone. <laughs> I've been on fucking um, Trailer Park Boys kick lately. Trailer Park Boys. I'm in season seven. So... <laughs> To kind of, like, I guess, I mean, even though October just ended, um, it, theoretically, if we were to do it again uh, next year, um, how would that go about? Like, would we just kind of just do honestly, the... I don't Honestly, I don't really think that we need to change things much based on whenever we live together. We can still watch the movies when we're both off work. At the same time, all we have to do is instead of sitting in the living room together, we run Discord and we each watch it on our own TVs. Yeah. And you can sync it together. Uh, there's a three-second delay. You have somebody count down from three, and then whenever the other person is at one, you hit play, and then you're at the same time. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, uh, like, either we can do that or, um, like, we can both watch the films and then take our notes down yeah. and then come back here and kind of do what we're doing right here and just kind of yes. discuss it. But Yeah, and I think we need to put, like, a time limit for how long time passes from when you watch it when because it needs to be fresh oh yeah, yeah, yeah to have a good review like that day or the next day yeah definitely because like it's it's kind of hard to do reviews of films that you watched two months ago even when you have the notes written down <laughs> i've been learning that the hard yeah. way yeah like imagine if we wanted to do a platform review t- today when we watched it a year ago oh, like it man. just doesn't make sense yeah that that's a hard time like it's going to be easier for me to do those um, those lost reviews because I remember a lot from those movies and everything. There might be a couple I have to go back and watch again, but like say like um, Oculus, because I watched that film, I think, once a year for like four years in a row. Like that's a movie I can not watch for 10 years, sit down and be like, okay, I watched this film about 10 years ago. Four times in a row for four years straight. I can I remember pretty much everything about it, what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, and then go from there. But if it's like the Lazarus effect or um, uh, 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 Grave Encounters or something like that, like I'm gonna have to go back and watch those again because I only watched those once. Unless you're a really bad horror movie and you're like House of a Thousand Corpses, that one's gonna be an easy one to do because I remember hating that movie. <laughs> Yeah, or um, House of Wax, that was a good one. Oh, man. I actually saw that on TV uh, a couple weeks ago. I only got halfway through it because I, I, I was trying to refresh my memory on it. I forgot that um, Sam from uh, um, Supernatural was on it. Yeah, I'll try not to remember that one. <laughs> um, I always forget Oculus, the WWE Studios movie. Yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Alrighty. I think that should be about it. Yeah, I think that's about it too. Um, two two, uh, two hours, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Yeah. I I looked at the time and I thought it said three hours, but I was like going like completely like I was completely off, and I guess my eyesight my eyesight's like completely fucked at this moment. We started like we started like nine thirty or so. Oh yeah, and it's already fucking midnight jesus christ <laughs> yeah so all right yeah. um how long was your last one that you did 
uh, when uh, when we talked last time, we just with bullshitted. Taylor. Oh, with Taylor, um, it was an it was an hour. Hour. Yeah. Because we kind of like kept it at like an hour and everything. Gotcha. Alrighty. Um, All right. Well, uh, excited to be back, guys. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, we'll see you, see you on the next video. De definitely excited to have Krieger back on the channel again. Like he probably won't be on as much as he used to, but he's still. He's still there. Like he, he 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 took a vacation, but he's back. Don't I'll, don't. I'll be like an annoying hang tail. Hang tail. Hang. What's I'll it? Did you say hang tail? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I'll still be uploading videos Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like per usual and everything. Um, so like he, he'll interject here and there and whatnot. Once he gets his computer set up and everything, he'll start uploading content. I don't know what his upload schedule is gonna look like, but. He, like, but we'll get something worked out. We'll definitely we'll go, go there. Um, again, uh, what to expect, um, depending on when this podcast episode is released, um, the Simulation League draft will or has been um, posted. So keep an eye out for that Simulation League to get fired up and back on uh, all cylinders for that one. Um, definitely also keep keep an eye out for the uh, RDW highlights uh, uh, going back and looking at the history of the live action RDW um, wrestling again for those a reminder for those who have been a fan for the live action league um, as soon as all of the videos are on the channel and I get everything moved over to my check productions I will be closing the RDW YouTube channel because I kind of find it a little pointless to have two channels with the same videos on there I mean, it's gonna kind of suck, but it. I said that years ago. It, yeah, but I, I did give them all a fair warning, and I'm probably gonna keep giving them that warning, saying that like, well, once once we get to that point where we get to the very last match that we did uh, a year or so ago, it's the the uh, RDW channel is it's it's gonna be gone. Like we're gonna it's it's we're it's done because everything's gonna be on the Mike Check channel, but under like a new format. Um. Other than that, um, movie reviews coming left and right at random times, mashups coming left and right uh, at random times and everything. Um, don't really have any uh, really big projects coming up. I'll have to double check on the any pay-per-views for WWE, AEW. Uh, Krieger will be keeping up on UFC the best he can with his work schedule and whatnot. We'll try to keep that updated and going with the live streams and whatnot. Um, I'll definitely try to see if uh, Lyson will still want to come back for some of those. Um, don't forget yeah, to hop hmm? on into or any of the Discord things. We can have, you know, multis. Yeah, if if he does, if he can't uh, show up in person, um, definitely uh, for the for the YouTube listeners, um, don't forget to definitely subscribe, like the video, share it with your friends. Uh, there's a Discord link in the description box down below. Uh, definitely click on it uh, join the server yeah, that's where you can mingle and talk with us um, kind of like keep track of all the posts that are being put on the separate channels on there share some ideas uh, if, if you want to see me do the hot chip challenge which that's gonna be coming in the near future for sure but I don't know when um, just put it in say in there hey do this like we're open for new ideas to a point <laughs> to a point because <laughs> i don't know i have my limits i don't know what his limits are but i have my limits when it comes to content <laughs> <laughs> um and uh i guess also like i said earlier um this episode is going to be going on um 
Spotify. I'll probably also upload my podcast episode with Taylor as well. I'll probably put that one first and then this one second. That way it stays in chronological order. But if you're listening on Spotify, um, go to our YouTube channel, sub and we'll get all our content on there. Give us a follow on there and just and keep track of all the uh, podcast episodes they're going to be putting up on there. We haven't really discussed a upload schedule for the Spotify podcast idea yet, but we'll figure that out down the road. But until then, I hope you guys enjoyed this very long and possibly tiring for some people, but hopefully you guys did enjoy this listen on Catching Up with Krieger and all the other stuff we discussed throughout these uh, two hours and uh, some odd minutes. But uh, this is Mike Check 95 along with my returning cohort and guest on this episode. For your margin one. And we are signing out. <laughs>